This draft is way more important than the oh, NBA yeah. draft. I've done 37 years of preparing for this draft. Just put Zion on there. With the way he jumps, you could do a live action space gym. In space. In <laughs> Welcome to WRTS. We run this station, the Athlete Run Podcast channel presented by Uninterrupted. As usual, I'm Spencer Pasinger, NFL player turned Hollywood producer. I'm here today, again, as usual, with my boy Dave Mort. Yo. What's up, everybody? I see you. That's all you got for us? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. You know, I had a long commute this morning. I'm a little tired. So, but uh, I got, you know, this cold brew going, so I'm going to kick it up a notch, and, you know. See how this goes. Yeah. So this is another episode of Film Study where we dissect the latest blockbusters, movies, everything in between through a sports lens. So yeah. as usual, producer, what? whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't have, we don't we have don't producer have Matt. Matt here today. I'm actually sitting in Matt's spot right now and I feel I'm saying it like I just strange. like unveiled a cover and he's not here yeah, right now. Yeah, theater yeah. of the mind, guys. <laughs> yes. That voice you hear is, as usual, TD, our resident, you know, what, what do you like to call yourself? Um, what, what's I, your term here well, today? I, today, um, the villain, right? The villain, yeah, You're the, the villain, villain producer, okay. the, the villain of the okay. podcast, <laughs> aka sports, sports radio active, yeah, sports, sports radio hot radio takes, active, yeah. I don't know, I'm wor- workshopping that again. I term. do terrible sports puns, that's my villain, that's my villainous power. Um, but please subscribe and rate the show five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. As Spencer said, this is Film Study, the channel that we are on is WRTS, Uninterrupted Athlete Variety Podcast channel, where you get a mixture of different shows from different athletes but film study drops every wednesday just like this one so let's get back to it guys being the villain of the show who yes. tries to force sports into this <laughs> you're right? like the most casual villain like i know being the villain yeah. of the being show. yes or no with trolling my mustache i have a guest for you guys today from the sports world but he also does a movie podcast uh-huh. called cinephobe he's a writer at the athletic his All name right. is zach harper at talk hoops what is going on Zach? oh i'm Yo. so excited to do this i love nothing more than turning what would be sports talk into just my actual interests. I do love there sports. I love the yeah, NBA. Yeah, yeah. I love all that stuff. But I would so much rather talk about movies and TV and this exactly. stuff. So I'm, I'm so in on this. And, man, that's all we do. That's yeah. literally, literally all we do. All we do. Pretty much any time I'm hosting a radio show, uh, I get a message from a producer at some point. like, hey, just you know, kind of bring back to the NBA a little bit. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This tangent will run out eventually. Listen, we have so many tangents and digressions on this podcast that you're going to fit in perfectly. Perfect. Yeah. So we're good. Yeah. If no. you need to riff, riff. Contribute, we'll bring you back. Contribute to that. Tina's a casual <laughs> villain, like uh, like when they first introduce um, Michael B. Jordan in uh, in Black Panther. How do you think your ancestors got these? You think they paid a fair price, or did they take it like they took everything else? Yeah, yeah, he's just like casually, like almost like a yeah. tour guide in the museum. <laughs> well, yeah. Like that, yeah. that's what TD's like kind yeah. of relaxed manner is <laughs> right now. Vibes, he's huh? smiling, like cheesing yeah. hard right now. Yeah. So you're yeah. saying I look like Michael B. Jordan. That's the best comment you've got in 2019. <laughs> I have a hot take Michael B. take, but I'm not going to jump oh, right I got, now. Oh, I got one too. Oh. If you want to get no, into those, no? no? no, no okay. No, let's not do it. Let's All not right. do it. However, though, speaking of Michael Jordan, this the villain that I'm trying to represent is our guy, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer, I want to bring this up really quick just because you've mentioned this on Twitter in the past of Kawhi is the NBA's villain. Uh, He's the villain we need. He is the the villain villain we need need right now. I love it. This is is what pisses me off whenever I say that. uh, You know, because over the past, what, two or three weeks, there's been these like, these like Chuck Norris type stories coming out about Kawhi. (laughs) And I'm like... (laughs) That's... 
Everyone knows it's not true. They're still running with it. Exactly. That's, that's, the, that's how good it is. Uh, exactly. Zach, you want to tell the story really quick for the audience? Uh, so it was like this <laughs> excerpt that someone typed up and just shared online. Like it, it looks like it would be in an article where apparently there was a spur. Well, not apparently. It's a made up story of the Spurs team dinner at a restaurant. And instead of ordering off the menu... Um, Kawhi Leonard pulled out a bag of 12 apples. 12 apples, yes. What? And just said, it, said it was 12. apple time, yeah, apple yeah. time. Yeah. And the fact, and the, you know what's brilliant about that? One, it's excellent writing, but two, it's perfect writing because he doubles the apple time. Yeah. If he just said apple time once, yeah. it's like, all right, that's kind of funny, but the fact that he says it twice in a row, that's really what makes the joke. Even though oh I knew, God. even though I knew it was fake, like mentally I took myself through the whole progression of, you know, that interaction. I could just see him just like apple time. Apple. But you also know the internet audience too. Like everybody just believes things they read on the internet. So yeah. like, you, it's it's a hey, you see this? Look it's, at this. It's hilarious. And I, as soon as I saw that story, I was like, "This is 2019 Chuck Norris. Why oh has New Balance yeah. taken this and ran with it? Like I'm giving New Balance great are you, fucking. Are content. you throwing that out there? Because yes. we can start doing they that. Do if they to, want me to be their creative director, we all can the talk. gifs yeah. and memes. They have out. two shirts, so they, they have yes. the fun guy shirt and they have board man gets paid shirt. Yes. Yep. There needs to be an Apple Time Apple Time shirt. That I can't but find I these shirts it. anywhere either. Is there a comma between the Apple Times? I think it's a period. <laughs> yeah. I think it's oh, a period. Oh really? Yeah. Apple, Apple Time. Like two separate Apple sentences. Time. Because yeah. comma is like Apple Time Apple Time. It's just like black and white T-shirts. Times New Roman. There's no graphic or anything, and that's all we need. That's all we need. Yeah. He is our villain. Because that's as spicy as Kawhi gets. Is Times New Roman like that's as Spicy yeah, he's no wingdings. <laughs> I think he's more of an anti-hero than a villain, but you know. See, you know, if, we're go, if we're saying it, let's go all the way. He's a fucking villain. Yeah. Stop with the anti-hero thing because if you're an anti-hero, you're technically just a hero, but you're just saying like crash. Yeah, you know what that is. Just yeah. be the villain. That's the, the rock. Bull, that's the bullshit of like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yes. No, it's still your enemy. Like that's like <laughs> yeah. So an anti-hero is just a villain. Yeah, it's like, like that's Deadpool. You're a hero. Just live with it. Yes, yeah. you're saying random shit while you're being a hero. Why you're being the anti-hero, but like you're still just a hero, just talking crazy. Pretty much, that's all it is. Yeah. yeah. So you're a villain. Yeah. He's taking down what potentially three or two dynasties. He's in his prime. Why not? He's Why not deem take, himself a villain? He's about to take out the Raptors too when he wow. leaves them. Exactly. Yeah, he's already taken down the champs. You think he's leaving? <laughs> you, do you really think he's leaving? Oh, he's you gone. Really oh, I think, think he's, he's gone. leaving. Yeah. He's already taken down the champs. He's already <laughs> taken <laughs> down, man. <laughs> <going> down. <laughs> too far down. Yeah. Rabbit hole. See, I told you about digressions right now. Here we are. Before we go too far down this tangent, no, this rabbit hole, um, you're, Spencer, you're out here looking for new jobs where currently your current job right now as exec producers, consultant producers for All-American, you guys have the new time slot for season two. Shout yes. out to you guys, Dane yes. and Spencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excited? So, yeah, I'm immensely excited. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, me and Dane, we had that fucking like, like let's fucking go gifs to each other yesterday because we finally announced that we're premiering uh, Monday, October 7th. Monday nights, uh, yeah. At 8 p.m. Um, yep. And we're behind us would be Black Lightning. Yep. So this is something that's that, a time slot. Like that's a real time slot. A, that's, yeah, we're yeah. going against like the voice and shit. And like, no, no, watch, no one watches that again. <laughs> yeah. No, so. but like that, it's one thing. Like you hear a lot. You know, in the city, like a lot of people, are like, oh yeah, I produce a show. It's like, mm -hmm. you know on here and there. But like eight o'clock is like that's you know, a real you time know what slot. That is. Yeah. Let's pull Kobe back. Zach was. This is like the first time you actually believe in these guys actually work in TV. Because yeah, I yeah. I'm like, hey, you want to come on the pod? <laughs> no, because I, I got two movies, you know, yeah. film producers. Yeah, yeah, like, sure. like, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, I'm a producer too. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was it was so funny because when we were, you know, trying to figure out how to, you know, market All-American, that conversation came up just casually, like not official of where we would like to place it. And I'm like, yeah. in my head, put it with Black Lightning, 
get your black knight. Like, that's how I grew up. UPN had a black knight. Warner Brothers, uh, WB had a black knight with the frog. It's like, WB. I remember that. Like, <laughs> like yeah. it was our black knight. So for me, like, thinking about it, you're not going to get your black audience to CW two times in one week. Right. No, Put us yeah. all together. Like, segregation right now is okay. Like, I'm fine yeah. with that. I mean, it was, and looking at it now, I mean, our, our lead in last, last season, which was wonderful, was Riverdale, which, you know, has an audience of, you know, basically our whole Millions. country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, the world. Shots so, Riverdale. You know, that was great. It was just, you know, those two shows are, you know, yeah. very different in tone and kind of what they're trying to do. If I might cross achieve, promote so. here and, and Oh, please and do. Please go yeah. 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 Like, Monday is a perfect, like, black night, black day, because the company I'm a part of, Count the Dings, we have a black culture show, mm-hmm. which I'm not black allowed opinion. on because obviously you can see it. <laughs> I was allowed once and I couldn't come on. I was so oh, I was yeah. I was riding on my friend's pilot and it was the first day of riding on the pilot. And on that day Also this, trying to get a job, as you can see. Yeah. So <laughs> on the same day. Yeah. You need riders. It didn't get picked up if you want to know how good of a rider I am. Season uh, three. But it it uh but on that same day we had Ricky Davis on the on the it's called Black Opinions Matter Monday. So mm-hmm. bo- it's a bomb podcast. Mm-hmm. Um and so we had Ricky Davis. Ricky Davis is my favorite basketball player of all time. Yeah. And so they were going to allow me to call in and talk to him for five minutes on the bomb show, <laughs> which awesome. I'm not allowed on any and I'm like the like of all days, I cannot stop what I'm doing right now, and, and like I'm trying to just keep my head above yeah. water, trying to write these jokes or whatever. Yeah. Like it's not going to happen. Yeah. And ever since then, they haven't let, allowed me on. There so go, yeah, man. so you can listen to the bomb podcast from Count the Dings. Yep. Go into the Black Night on the CW. Yep. There yeah. There you go. There, there you is. go. It's a whole we're, night of yeah. programming. We're excited. Yes. Mondays. Mondays. We're, we're really happy. I mean, last last season was Wednesdays. It was Wednesdays. Wednesdays. So, yeah. yeah. And it's you know I'm still streaming on Netflix. So if you mm-hmm. caught up on season one, do it. Perez is going to kill me for taking this long to get into what's coming up on today's show. So if you're still <laughs> here with us, please hang with us. Uh, so let's get to it. So coming up on yes. today's show, we have the NBA draft. And you might question what that is. The actual NBA draft is later on this week on Thursday. But we're going to do a basketball movie player draft. This one's way. This draft is way more what, important. Than oh, yeah. Way more important. And it's also not important. a three player draft like so. the actual NBA draft. <laughs> I've is. done you 37 know. years of preparing for this draft. <laughs> I maybe will put in two hours before Thursday's draft. Good. Good. <laughs> As an athletic NBA writer, yeah. yes, yeah. I'm glad you're here, Zach. You're gonna pick up my slack. They got, they, sure. they got other stuff for. They got other people for NBA draft stuff. They don't need me. You will understand my picks, and I can't say that for everybody in this room, but I know, like man to man, John over there's giving us the eye. Like we'll see. John will be on later on the show, and, and then really quick before we move on. So again, shout out to the right artist on IG who had this great mural artwork of mm-hmm. the. Uh, most iconic sort of basketball players in, in movie history. Um, shout out to uh, Commons uh, Scott McKnight, just right being on the bench and not getting any <laughs> playing time. Um, so yeah, shout out to him. Also on today's show, we're going to do a review of the week, as we always do, a recap. Men in Black International, uh, no prep this week, uh, mainly because of the NBA draft that we'll be doing. Uh, but as always, as usual, first up, we have Hot Takes. Got right, it. First time listeners, this is a segment where we look at three trending topics in the movie industry and offer fiery hot take opinions. Um, first up, we have Bradley Cooper, who is now apparently in early talks with Guillermo del Toro's next movie, Nightmare Alley. So, who wants to take this one? Dane, take one. Del Toro's making another Oscar push, <laughs> and I'm for it. And uh, it's called Nightmare Alley. It's based on a 1947 novel. Um, and just looking into it, I don't, you know, there's not a lot of details yet. Uh, DiCaprio was signed on, but I guess he's off, and now Cooper's on it. And I love everything Guillermo del Toro does. After seeing this latest Hellboy, he made the original Hellboys look like fucking Inception. Yeah. Oh and my like, gosh. you know, so I, I'm excited. You know, 
Pan's Labyrinth. I've been trying to get you to see that forever. Yeah. And that's um, one of those movies that just slipped through the cracks for me. I will see it. It's not that I don't it want to see it. It is such a good story. film. 2006 film, um, you know, all in Spanish. It's amazing. And I'm excited. This this takes place. It's kind of like an underground um, look into the entertainment world. Mm -hmm. And it's really sleazy characters, kind of like nightmarish scenarios and stuff <laughs> like that. And look, Bradley Cooper and Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro teaming up together. Uh, I couldn't be more excited. And I don't think we have a release date. And it actually hasn't even been written yet. So Del Toro is going to co-write it with his writing partner, Kim Morgan. It's and, funny uh, you say that because shout I'm out excited. to Kiko Alonso, middle linebacker for the Miami Dolphins. You know, we played we played together at Oregon and then we came back together at a, in our time with That's the right. Dolphins. But he has been getting wanting to get me to see Pan's Labyrinth for good fucking, for years. Thank and you, I Kiko. never yeah. I know he's a he's a movie watcher. Dude. Like he he locks him out. But you're the first person to tell me that it's all in Spanish. And it's, that makes perfect sense because he is, you know, part Colombian, part, I believe, uh, Puerto Rican. So mm -hmm. whenever it's like some Spanish shit coming out, he's like, you need to watch it, you need to watch it, you need to watch it. The creatures and like special effects alone, which you did in the Hellboy movie so well, but mm -hmm. like, it, it's such a good story. Um, and I just, it, it's, it's up there. It's one of my top films for sure. So, I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch it late at night. No. Uh, no. 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 It will. It'll freak you out. No. Like I, yeah, that, yeah, that, that dining room scene scared yeah, the shit out. I'd rather. I'd <laughs> rather watch it late at night. That's not. And I'm not really a horror film guy. Well, fine. Oh, I, 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 I love horror movies, but it, I don't mind horror movies late at night. It's the. It's the that freakishly just odd imagery the tension? right before uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like all right I'm I, you, there's a really like powerful image from that movie where he like the a creature like opens his palm and it's an eyeball yeah i've seen yeah. that sounds like you know that. what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. I, you know it's a good movie so nightmare alley you know i'm hyped well I'm for it so here's the question should bradley cooper do this yeah you think so cuz think about think about his last year a star is born grows what 400 million at the box office He's probably set himself up to be the next, you know, actor, actor turned director, a la uh, a Clint Eastwood. He was just in his movie, The Mule. Yeah, uh, what was that came out last year? Yeah, yeah. so which he was like DL in. You know, <laughs> does he does he put watch himself it. back into you know the actor seat, or say you know what, let me take a couple years, get my directing chops off, and then return back to acting as sort of like an older, refined actor? I feel like does he take a, does he take a does he take a step back in taking this role so soon mm -hmm. after? Killing it with a star's well. Clearly, since you know he and I talk every day, I <laughs> of I, course I feel like as a director, like if you want to direct, like go work with these types of directors. Yeah. go mm -hmm. see what You're they're doing differently. The go learn, yeah. like you know. And and I have a Good buddy. Point. I have a buddy who's worked with uh you know the Russo brothers, and mm -hmm. he says one of the you know who direct Avengers and all those things, and he says one of the most. You know, influential things we would I got not to be do. allowed on the show if we did not know who the, who the yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> the most influential thing he got to do was he got to work second unit. You know, which is, yeah. you know, stunts and a lot of things like that and stuff that he, he as a writer or just a producer at the time, he couldn't really get into. So the idea that Bradley Cooper, you know, is directing and acting and doing all these things. Now it's like, well, what do I want to take away from? Mm -hmm. You know, how do I want to improve my skill set? He's already he fucking killed it with a star is born. Yeah, I'd be a little worried about which animal I have to fuck in this Guillermo movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, you, there was yeah. a lot of fish sex in the last one. Yeah, yeah. I would be a little worried yeah. about that. But, well, you know, Nightmare Alley can mean a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what well, was the uh, well been there? What was the opening in a, a Tropic Thunder? Raccoon uh, finds his love. Oh. Satan's Alley with, so, yeah, uh, yeah, with yeah, Robert yeah. Downey Jr. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's good. But yeah, no, I'm really excited to see Rocket Raccoon in Nightmare Alley. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. It's going to be dope. <laughs> really quick, though, um, since Spencer's out here dropping names, Kiko Alonzo, funny fact, Del Toro actually went to Comic-Con once with Ryan Khalil, who used to play on the Panthers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we met 
Del Toro. He was a okay. big fantasy football fan. He was promoting Pacific Rim at the time. Um, so, yeah, I just want to name drop there. So, you can there you go. Um, you to is it, is it I got to think of mine for the podcast. Is it odd that Bradley <laughs> Cooper is taking this as he's a second option? DiCaprio was the first option. So, really quick, Zach, is it odd that actors at his stature still is available for that? Yeah. That, I mean, look, I, if you're going to be the second choice, that's going to be a killer project, right? Like, yeah. I'm... If I'm the second choice as a podcast guest, I'm I'm probably out. Like I, I got I got to be first guest on there. Like if I found out that Amin was supposed to be on this week, and instead he canceled because he ended up going to New York, I'd have to walk out of the room right now. I mean, and and for reference, like the first get potentially was Leonardo DiCaprio. So I would assume for this every, podcast. Oh, 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 if there was even yeah. the slightest potential of getting Leo, you're the fucking out of here. Yeah, but I've been mean, liking all of his tweets. Yeah. But, I mean, with the first get being Leo, like, you can't be that mad if you're, you know, the second chair to that. We said like, this. We were he's, just talking about this. It's a rotating, like, well, DiCaprio couldn't do it, so Cooper will do it. Or, oh, Cooper couldn't do it, so DiCaprio will do yeah. it. Yeah. And if they can't do it, Brad Pitt will. Brad Pitt. So, like, I just pretty much just said uh, the Hollywood movie for Tarantino. Yeah. But, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly You know, it but, like, it's, it's true. So, you know, I mean. Or but, maybe that motivates Bradley Cooper to be like, oh, DiCaprio passed on this? I'm going to kill this role. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, I would never look at that as like, you didn't go to me first? How <laughs> dare they? Maybe he was busy. But some people do. That's why DiCaprio's not doing it. Here's an actor that probably isn't second fiddle to no one in Hollywood right now. Robert Downey Jr., right? Mm. He recently announced at a film gala that he wants Ironheart, Riri Williams, to be in the MCU. Um, so, Spencer, take two. This isn't the last time we've seen Robert Downey Jr. It is as not. Iron Man. It it's is not. not. It I, is I, not. I, I'm not. I'm calling bullshit on this whole. He died when we know there's a multi-universe out there. Multiverse. I'm sorry. Ah. This isn't the last time we've seen RDJ in this role. No. He can come back as somewhat of a mentor to Riri. As you know, Jarvis. It just, it he's doesn't, he's it the seems, AI. Exactly. It doesn't. It seems too harsh to cut him off when Marvel has essentially reached their pinnacle. No, this is, uh, this is told, he's gonna come back in some capacity. He's gonna be that influential character for her, I feel. And in the comics, Tony was her AI. Yeah. Like, so like, that would be so fun to see Robert Downey Jr.'s just banter between a character. Cause you think of like the original Iron Man scenes, some of that shit with Jarvis was just like, yeah. for the first time seeing that, I was like, this is. I mean, think about it. This is this is a, a tinfoil hat moment, but ah, the, first one. the the doctor that uploaded his brain into the supercomputer, um, what was his oh, name? Uh, Arnim, uh, Arnim Zola. Arnim Zola. So, yeah. Yeah. Why not just do that? Why yeah. not do that? And now you're the AI for for Ironheart. Do you think uh, Robert Downey Jr. hates money at this point in his life? I think he's so <laughs> sick it, of cause, money. Because if because if he does hate money, then yeah, he's done with yeah. this. If he yeah. doesn't hate money, he's gonna keep coming back in some Probably. way. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he Scrooge McDucks every day, probably like to wake up, oh, just piling into yes. a bunch of gold coins, which would hurt. I, I, do, I, do, that with the, that. I do that with the eight dollars cash I have. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would imagine he's yeah. doing that. There was a Parks and Rec where he got a hundred dollar bills, and he wanted, <laughs> "I want this all in once." And yeah. he gets it, and he's like, this "Then isn't he looks up. at it, and goes yeah, like, nickels, nickels. I want nickels, a billion nickels." No, Andy. Bank tellers like <laughs> the bank tellers like, "Oh, please, God, <laughs> God, no, 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 no." So but yeah, just, I mean, I get it. You know, it, it just it doesn't seem. It doesn't seem natural for him to step away. You know, it's it's almost that whole, uh, you know, what's the Batman line like? Uh, I'm live, Batman. No, like live, pray to see me. yourself, <laughs> be the hero, or live long enough to see yourself oh, become yeah. the villain. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. We yeah, butcher yeah, yeah. things this here. It's okay. This is yeah. this is we're not doing too well yeah. so far on this. <laughs>
They can't quote that. I think no. I think I think it was Akuna Matata. I think that's the line. That was that's what he said. That's the iconic Batman line. I I forgot. Okay, got it. I just got an image of Seth Rogen being Batman, and I'm. It was all. It was only in George Clooney's version. But this, this also, you know, going back to Ironheart. I mean. He said in a room they were doing a panel with a bunch of uh, the Ironheart writers, uh, yeah. which are female writers, and yeah. and he said in the room he goes, we, "We need this, we need this character in the MCU." And of course, someone spoke up and they said that, so now it's making its rounds. I think he has not officially. I've not heard him say it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's gonna happen. It's going to happen in some it's capacity, and then we've heard rumblings and rumors about Young Avengers, Apple T, Apple Plus, or yeah. Disney Plus, or whatever that's going to be, um, and you know. Spencer in our group chat yesterday, you actually had a fan casting already mm-hmm. ready to roll. Who was that? Uh, Yara Sahidi. If it like she's next up. Yep. She's she's the you know when it when it comes to Captain America and Iron Man, like Yara and Zendaya are like that for young black actresses in in Hollywood. So why not you know <laughs> air quotes make a name for yourself as Ironheart? You know you're approaching your either you're approaching your twenties or you're in your twenties. I'm not sure how old you are. I'm not. You know, trying mm. to like ask your age are. But <laughs> it just seems so fitting that, you know, she's ascending at the right time when this story's starting yep. to kick up. You know, yes, there are a handful of other young actresses that Man can take Lish over Stanberg. this helm, that can take over this yep. helm. Yeah. But I think Yara is the perfect choice. You yep. know, she's she's okay. been at the forefront of a lot of these issues, especially for for young African American girls right now, that this can be a home run if she does. It'd be weird if they haven't at least thought about her for this role. This is also an opportunity to kind of, like Spider-Man, this is the first time they really spent time in high school mm-hmm. for an appropriate amount right, of time, yeah. like with these with the MCU, and like they could do that here, you know? Like they have that already going on. Like Reader was 15 when she was doing this yeah. in the comics, you know? So however they want to set that up. You know, you just mentioned Zendaya, and like they're doing all kinds of crazy shit in the MCU, so like her connection to Tony and yep. and Peter Parker, I mean, there's, there's tons of possibilities. I just know, in knowing who this character is and, and what you know what she is, I, I really would love to see her in the MCU down the road. I'd also say that we're we're due for a Raven Simone reboot. You know, so yeah. maybe maybe you know they, yeah. they got technology to make you know they yeah. made Tony look young. You great. know, I'm not saying she looks old, but <laughs> yeah, you can yeah, make yeah. her look like a high schooler. Like I think you know Raven Raven's you know due what? for a Listen, comeback. You know what? If it was if it, what, 15 years ago, she would probably be the she, front runner. Listen, yeah. Listen. <laughs> I was talking about this with my wife the other day that I have yet to see a child actor be as compelling and bright as Raven Simone on Cosby Show. Just point me in the direction of that school and I am out of here. At three, four years old, she, she was she fucking was delivering scenes yeah. in Cosby Show. Screen Fifteen presence. years ago, this is this is hands down. She's better than Yara. She's better than Zendaya. Yeah. Better 15, than Arya Stark. Wow. We'll talk about that later. Definitely. Okay. I was thinking of something to beat that, but okay. All right. I'm saying. I get you. How did Raven Simone get into this? This is this I like, is I like where this is going. I like this, where this, this is going. Yeah, he, he gets it. In random tangents. I'm always trying to throw Raven Simone into roles anyway. It. Yeah. It's I love it. Whoever Marvel ends up casting for this role, we know they get it right. Look at Zendaya. It does a post on Twitter now with her and her red hair. Looks exactly mm-hmm. like classic MJ. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, looking forward to Far From Home here in a in a couple two of, weeks. Uh, couple of weeks. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of moving on to our final hot take, and usually again we have a prep segment, but because we don't, this final hot take is going to be for Toy Story Four. So, Zach, take three. I need the live action version. That's what I need. Ooh. I need live action. Look, we're doing live what? action with Aladdin. We're doing live action with the uh, with Lion Ooh. King. 
I don't need another. I don't need another animated one. We've had three really good animated ones, right? Mm. I need live action. Wow, this I'm, is the, I've never thought about. I that. haven't thought about the Pixar films doing live action. No. And right when you said that, I thought of like their entire Rolodex, and yes. I'm like, yes, 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 yeah, no, <laughs> I'm yes. <laughs> I'm immediately going to Incredibles. Like if we oh, saw Incredibles like, we, live action would yeah. be. You crazy. saw it because you saw Aladdin. That's yeah. like and when you Fantastic saw a whole new world. Like you kind of were like, whoa, like that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Like if you know, like we were talking about Frozen, you know, last week. If I saw them sing a couple of those songs live, I'd probably lose it. Yeah, and kids would lose it in the theater as well. Like that one girl when we saw Captain Marvel. Yeah, jumped out of her seat, <laughs> loved it. For for me, I think Toy Story, and I, you know, I I went and did a little bit of research and, and tried to find a couple Easter eggs or whatnot. This has the potential to be the best Toy Story film that we've seen yet. And I'm getting that information from the man himself, Tom Hanks. Like he said openly on Jimmy Kimmel that this is the best movie he's ever, one of the best movies he's ever been a part of. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen it in my life. It is one of the best. I, I don't know. He doesn't need to sell anything. Exactly. He doesn't need to do life. shit. Yeah, he doesn't need any. Like, he doesn't need to push for, like, oh, exactly. let's get some tickets. So, like, he's good. So, exactly. if he's saying it, you know there's meaning behind I it. I want to have a beer with Tom, Tom I, Hanks. I'll tell Seems you, like a good I have dude. a funny story about Tom Hanks' interaction with him. So, this was years, this might have been four or five years ago when it's the better Rangers. Better be funny. The Rangers were in the playoff. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. It's now. hilarious. <laughs> At least I still think it is. So, the Rangers are in the playoffs, and uh, me and my wife went to go see that when I played with the Giants. So, you know, halftime, before a game, you go to, like, I think it's called the owner suite. And this is where a lot of those, you know, stars and people that are hockey slash Ranger fans convene at intermission. So the elevator was filled. I'm the last person to get on the elevator. Literally filled. No, like, capacity reached. All of a sudden, as the door closes, a hand opens it up again. Tom Hanks. I'm standing in the doorway. Tom Hanks steps on and stands right, like, nose to nose to me. So I'm like, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look everywhere but his eyes, but the whole time he's staring directly at me, like face to face, face like, to face, like fucking um, like boxing wayouts, uh, weigh-ins. Oh wow! So after like ten seconds of this ride, he looks at me and goes, "This must be very awkward for you." I'm like, well, "I mean, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, kind." He goes, "Yeah, because I'm Tom Hanks." And I'm like, <laughs> "All right, that's good. I'm like, that's good." Yeah, and he just starts laughing. He like passed me on the show. He's like, I'm, I'm just fucking with you. And then we get off and we go our separate ways. I'm like, wow, that's my Tom Hanks moment. He spoke to you in third person? Yeah. Tom he, Hanks he did I am, I am Iron Man, but which with a way more powerful character in Tom Hanks. Wow. <laughs> Is it because I'm Forrest Gump? Because I'm... <laughs> He's whatever. He's the. Oh my God. Well, to 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 speak on what you were saying. Uh, really quick, awesome. really quick. We got we got to grade that story and see. How. So on the scale of Mall Cop to. Um, let's give it what? Mall cop. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Shawshank or 40 over. I'm going to. How funny was that in story? The, in the Sandler catalog of shitbag films, it's at Blended. Or maybe oh, wow. Grown Ups 2. Fuck you. Wow, I actually that's love the grown meanest up. thing I actually, you could have said. No, no. You know grown I like Grown Ups 2. You like yeah, it? Yeah, he likes it. It's he, yeah. so much like deer urination. I can't. <laughs> it is so bad, but there's literally they literally walk up to a sign that says keep out and they go keep out. Makes me not want to keep out. Right, and they walk past. I laugh. Sorry. All right, right villain. Let's, pop let's, in. See, let's see how Kawhi feels. <laughs> 
fuck all you guys because I have a story with Tom Hanks and you guys don't. Fair enough. I, mean, so, I was, I was, gonna, was, gonna, was Khalil, so I was, I was about to give it an apple time, going, apple time. Like that was going to be my <laughs> story. Everyone's name dropping today. I'm good. I'm good with that. I'm good with Apple Time reference. I had a, yeah, I'm not getting into I have weird situations God, like I, that. My, my, my name drop was Amin El Hassan. Like, I'm losing this game. <laughs> this is crazy. I haven't even gone. Yeah. To kind of wrap this up on a hot take. So yeah. right now, currently, as we're taping, Toy Story 4 is a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is only good for third all-time in the franchise. Who, who it's like 100, who, 198. Who kept it out of 100? That's what I want to know. I know. There's like one person. Yeah, that's, 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 that's what asshole. I want to know. Yeah, yeah. People I don't love themselves. There's that, yeah. uh, it's that one person Jeopardy. Like you bid $1 yeah, yeah. more and you're like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like when, when has Toy Story ever gave us a debt? No, no, they're all they're all they're all Pixar, 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 yeah, Pixar in uh, general. Like they don't give us bad movies. So the fact that you know the staple mm -hmm. of the franchise, Tom Hanks, who, like you said, like he doesn't need to sell anything, mm -hmm. but he has the power because he knows, like, if he did sell something, motherfuckers will buy it. Yeah. yeah. So the fact that he's saying, like, listen, this might be the best one yet. Yep. I'm all for it. We're gonna get to the Rotten Tomatoes scale later when we talk Men in Black and International. But in general, though, like anything less than like an eighty-five percent for a Pixar movie yeah. is not great. Mind That's a flop. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, good stuff, guys. How do you like your first hot take segment? It's great. Fiery yeah, takes. This is this is my this, this is my wheelhouse right here. So, there yeah. we go. There we go. Real quick, Easter egg. Uh, Keanu Reeves, Duke Kaboom. Yes, was actually in Incredibles too. He was a toy in Incredibles 2. That's oh, what that's what Pixar does. They like to give you little Easter eggs before movies coming out. So the Keanu a, resurgence is real. <laughs> year of Keanu. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. he's having such a fucking like video game metaphor oh, rise. It's insane. This is Meteor well. Rise. I don't I don't remember her name, but there, I I did match with a girl on Hinge who's an <laughs> anime who's an animator for Frozen 2. Oh. Hey. That's kind of in the conversation. Hey. So we'll okay. see where that goes. That, <laughs> that a name drop. <laughs> Was that her? Uh, that was, was, that, was, that her was that her tag under her name? Animator for Frozen? No, two? no, it just said animator, and then we got to talk. Uh, a little bit. So we'll, okay. we'll see where it's going. Got a couple more been talking for a couple LA, days. LA dating apps are the funniest because you're like, what? It's the what do you do? It's the weirdest, yeah. <laughs> what do you do? Oh, oh man. All right, guys, let's wrap it up for hot takes. And now we're going to transition to our next segment, which usually is the movie prep for this week. It's the NBA draft. Ooh, here we go. All right, guys, we're drafting the best basketball players in movie history. And to do that, because one of my, oddly enough, one of my non-powers is I don't do sports movies. So <laughs> summoning for me. Is I'm it, literally is, stretching is it, right now. Is that you don't like fun? Is that no, I don't like corniness. I think what? sports movies are extremely cheesy. The action, the set pieces, the, act, the sports scenes are usually pretty terrible but it's not it's not about me guys let's bring in <laughs> here, our guy john fontanelli who is a big sports movie guy and he's going to help going to be a part of this draft going to set the rules for this draft yes. yeah and you know everything in between so john step right up john who are you I'm a podcast producer here at Uninterrupted. I'm also an unapologetic Giants fan, so I'm not going to talk about the fact that I have a Spencer Pacinger jersey in my wow. house. Wow. Whoa. That's cool. That's amazing. That's uh, amazing. Do people I'm say Fonzinelli? Like, is that a terrible joke? Have you heard that a lot? Oh, yeah. Fonzie. Okay. Right, I get Dane Cook, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> like, if this was 2007, that'd Dane be Cook. rad, but, you know. Even cool. then. Even then. Was, even, yeah, there was, even then. There was a hot moment, man. Like, there was like, like a couple weeks. You did that movie minutes. with Jessica Simpson after she did Dukes of Hazard, so you know everything was great. Employee of the month, yeah, it's not good. I started to watch it the other day. Remembered why I didn't ever want to watch it again. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's it real is, bad. It is not a good film. No, it's it real is bad. not good. Yeah. <laughs> so as TD mentioned, this is the NBA draft. Yes. The Movie Basketball Association. 
So we're going to draft the starting five of basketball players in movies. Mm. So right away, take TV off the table. No Will Smith playing for Bel Air Academy. Yes. No TV stars. A few rules that I made up arbitrarily last night when I was emailing these guys. No aliens or cartoon characters because Space Jam really could just ruin this whole conversation. I don't feel like arguing about That's when I knew <laughs> a I was cartoon out. bunny versus a 40-foot-tall alien. Yeah. Um, no characters want. from movies based on a true story, so Coach Carter, Glory Road, Rebound, those are all out. No ghosts or spirits because I didn't want to have to debate with Spencer about how impactful the ghost from Six Man would be in this um, fiction hey, game. <laughs> Shouts to Kadeem Hardison. Yeah. <laughs> Great movie, though. Amazing! I it cried. is a good movie. That movie shook me up in the. I got I got teary eyed in the beginning. For, of that. When I first read the What's Not Allowed, mm-hmm. and I saw Rebound, I forgot that about the Earl Manigault yeah, movie with yeah, Don Cheadle. So I was like, yeah. Martin Lawrence was based on a real. <laughs> that, that was based on a real story. Like I, that can't I thought be. the same thing. Yeah. I thought the same thing, and then I did think about uh, yeah. Earl Manigault. Like right. that's that's actually a very deep cut. Not a lot of people remember that movie yeah. of, of Cheadle. Uh, being Kevin Garnett Manigault. played Wilt Chamberlain in that movie. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He looks a little short. Kevin Garnett doesn't usually look short only when he's playing Will Chamberlain finally players abilities in this fictitious draft are based on how they performed in the movie so LeBron's in Trainwreck but he only had one scene he's going one on one with Bill Hader he's very casual in Trainwreck Mm -hmm. very casual Kevin Durant in Thunderstruck is trash Mm -hmm. so adjust your rankings accordingly Zach since you're the guest here I'm going to give you the choice do you want first pick or do you want the wheel I know I want first pick I'm first pick yeah right, and then Spencer do you want second pick or the wheel since again since I have all this guilt I'm just gonna. So will like I get my. You I get, get third and four. Oh, you yeah. taking the back seat? I'll go. I'll go second this is, and this fifth. This is feast or, fam- feast or famine right now. Then it depends on what your board looks like. I got, don't don't be looking over <laughs> here at my shit. That's <laughs> what, you see, I have it like strategically placed so nobody can see it. We've already yeah. made it clear that I'm cheating in every way possible. <laughs> You're sitting at an angle. You're, were you that kid in class where you, someone's looking at your test and you angled your back like a dick? If I didn't know them, fuck them. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's a good right, point. If it's one of your buddies, buddy, yeah, 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 let's, yeah, yeah, let's all get off. All right, yeah, that's I mean, cool. This isn't us versus the teacher. This is like a fantasy draft. So gotta, back in school, it's important. like, listen, I'll study chapter one. You got two and three. I'll take care of four and five. Let's let's go. That's what it is. I'll take, just because my number one is just so, I'll take two. You can take two. You can take the will. All right, fair enough. All right, Zach, get it started. And again, the goal is to have a starting five here. So balance, roster balance does matter. Now, it... I'm sure that there's an obvious choice here that people would say, oh, you got to take him as the greatest of all time. That's not where I'm going. I'm going with a culture setter. Okay. A guy who would turn down Alexis if given it to him. Okay. I'm going Neon Badeau. Fuck from you. Blue Chips. Whoa. Fuck you. The big man, the dominant big man. Uh, That's the right pick. I'm so Whoa. mad right now. So dominant big man. Provide a little context here. Blue <laughs> yeah. Chips, Neon, 1994. Ne- Blue Chips, 1994, goes to Western University, mm-hmm. is dominating oh, in man. Algiers. Mm-hmm. In a barn, I guess, on like a. I think it's it, it's kind of it's like a shack. It's like a shack. Uh, oddly <laughs> so, enough, yeah. it's a shack. Yeah, but it's <laughs> we do have the pun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's but and they're playing on like I don't know if the rim was a tire. I couldn't really figure out what that was made out of. I think it looked like a. It was like a triple rubber rim. It looked like the cover of a steering wheel. Yeah, like that's stacked exactly up what it against like. each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it was just floppy. Yeah, that's it inconvenient. But Neon Badeau could not be stopped. <sighs> no. He was Gosh. swatting shots left and right. Mm-hmm. He's 
bringing down the rim. He's like he's just so impressive. He doesn't want he doesn't want payment. He doesn't want those recruiting violations. Yes. Like he's like, no, you want me to come and play basketball? Yes. He's like you know messing around with the SATs. Yeah, he's just got you know, he's That's playing with the he's savage. already in the community. He's playing with the kids at the mm-hmm. school. Um, no, like Neon Bado is the ultimate professional basketball player that franchise you would want to have. He's the franchise he, guy. There you go. Neon, and again, Neon was going to be my number one pick. So, fuck you. But <laughs> <laughs> We heard it, man. He that was so no, that, you yeah, were like I, a I felt that, yeah. yeah. He, he is what athletes are coming around to now, realizing that they are mm. more than an athlete. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. fuck the system, fuck the, the statistics, and, and, oh, let me hit this score to get into school. Like, no, I'm smarter than just what you see on paper. Mm-hmm. Mind you, he was seven, like what, seven two, yeah. and can run through anybody. It was just mm-hmm. freakishly athletic. So that was supposed to be my number one pick, and I'm mad that now it's gone. Oh, well, now I feel bad. But not really. I <laughs> do have, I do have a sneaky first round pick. So before we get to that, I thought it'd be fun to come up with NBA comps for these guys. But I mean, it's basically just like Young Shaq. Yeah, it's Young Shaq. It is yeah. Young Shaq. Yeah. Young Shaq. Like more like twenty two high yeah. character yeah. Young Shaq. Yeah. So you really and even God, even today man. you would you would say it's more so like a like a Joel Embiid, somebody that can just have fun, but right. it's also uber-athletic, mm-hmm. you know, Plus, minus mm-hmm. someone. I mean, we were injuries. talking about Zion last, reboot blue chips, put Zion on there. Exactly. Be great. Exactly. <laughs> In 2019? With the way he jumps, you could do a live-action Space Jam, too. Like, it, <laughs> it works. In space. Yeah, right. In <laughs> so, since, obviously, Neon is off the board now, mm-hmm. I will go with a sleeper pick in Shep from above. Oh. <laughs> Shep from above the rim. Okay, that was above be, the rim. That was, you know what? Fuck oh. you. That was going to be my <laughs> second pick. I think something I realized from researching these movies is this was the golden age of basketball. Golden movies. age. Ninety four, ninety five, ninety six. So both Le- of our first picks are from the year nineteen ninety four. Talk sorry. about Shep from above the rim a little bit. Okay, so Shep obviously he's he's portrayed by iconic actor uh, Leon Robinson, better known as just Leon. Leon. That's just, yeah. <laughs> just lets you know like his name is Leon in the nineties, and he had like fucking every role, every biopic under his belt. But to me, Shep is the equivalent to a Kawhi today. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He's somebody mm-hmm. that was unflappable. Yeah, you know, he he thinks his, he killed his best friend, but he was just somebody that stayed the course, just unflappable, nothing can get by him. When it was time to play ball, he was a bucket, a certified bucket. Mm-hmm. That's somebody that I want leading my team. He's, Shep, su- he's such a baller, he was playing ball without a ball. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Exactly. And they thought he was crazy, but he's yeah. like, no, nah, he's getting those mental reps in. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. When you're giving someone was. buckets in khakis, <laughs> that's the other Kawhi like that's, that's, yeah. that's a very Kawhi see, thing to do. See, and one of the rules is, like, how were they in that movie, yes. showing them their athletic ability? The fact that he was a certified bucket mm-hmm. in khakis and a thermal in mm-hmm. what appears to be the summertime mm-hmm. – What's what's he gonna do with actual like basketball equipment on? Summertime in New York. Summertime in New yeah, York. Like yeah, like it's humid. He is wearing long sleeves and khakis. With somebody that's like trying to kill you on the sideline. That you know, <laughs> well, Tupac and his, and his brother. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, fuck you. And just speaking about violence, this is probably the most violent basketball scene in movie history. These guys are just fist fighting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just completely swallowing the whistle. I there's love stomach it. punches, there's knees to the chest. 90s and that but that speaks to, you know, why our first two picks were what 94. Yeah. Because 90s basketball was just different. It was brutal. They could go to the hole and not worry mm-hmm. about like, oh, let me let me get the foul before even thinking about making the shot. It was like, mm-hmm. no, I know I'm going up. I know I'm getting knocked in the chin. Mm-hmm. I'm going to still get this bucket. Yeah. Right. Finish 90s through contact against 90s. the Anthony Mason's 90s of the sports world. films. I like those two picks a lot, but you guys made it really easy for me here with the wheel. So I get 
First of all, I get Michael Jordan in Space Jam. That's you can just, have him. Just, you yeah, you going, can have him, actually. We're going big. How many, See, yeah. going How big. many other guys on the board have ever dunked from half court? Zero. Ah, special effects. That's true. Stretch special Armstrong. Effects. That's true. <laughs> Slam. See, going, win, going into this, I, I'm not take, partaking in this because I don't know basketball movies like you guys do. That would have been my logical first Logic, see? Mm -hmm. yeah. See, nah. so I knew I would have got into this, and you guys, like, A, you're an NBA writer, so you would have looked at me like, why the fuck is this guy in the draft? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, I'm just, like, hoping that someone was going to pick Michael, like, just to know that, like, Maybe I was right. Maybe I had something, but no, I have. Uh, I would have done awful already. Here's, here's the thing, especially. <laughs> I'm still. And, I still feel good about my pick, even after you. Said I like in staying in <laughs> staying true to draft form. Mm -hmm. Every year, you have that one person that you think is going to be the number one pick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But around draft prep, there's always those one or two guys that come mm -hmm. up. It's like, wait, this guy went to a mid level school mm -hmm. and he has the tangibles, especially mm -hmm. in the NFL. This happens. Yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah, the it does. This is us saying, ah, Michael Jordan's the name, but yeah. like the production comes from these other two guys. I feel very confident that Neon Badeau was not Anthony Bennett. Like, I feel very confident <laughs> yeah. in that. And I, I think that Shep could lock down Michael Jordan Woo! hands down. Coming okay. from the dude who drafted Wong in our Avengers draft. So that was, you <laughs> hey, know, we're doing good. The greater sum. <laughs> yeah. The greater yeah. sum. This is why this is going to be fun. <laughs> one of our franchise players came off the playground. The other one saved the fate of all humanity. <laughs> yeah. And was in between three peats. So I'm feeling pretty good so far. All and the right. fact that I got the wheel, now this is where it really starts to get interesting. And I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to go Jesus Shuttlesworth. It's a good combo. Uh, that's, yeah. a good call. Yeah. that's a good call. That's uh, a good call. That's big state. Mm. He's crossing up Denzel. Don't think they can share the ball, but that's yeah. just me. There's only one <laughs> <Yeah>. ball. <laughs> There's true. only one ball. There's only one. I love it. I that's love true. It. All right. So I didn't think about the ball hogs <laughs> that, that recruited on this team or like you the potential have, recruiting violations that I might get digged You have inner turmoil yeah. already. See, yeah. for me, Jesus was my number two pick. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's, he's off the board now, mm -hmm. but in looking at him, there's too many influences in his life. Mm -hmm. There's, there's, you know, obviously there's the dad, then there's the recruiter, the lawyers Lala. and everything. I'm like, there's too many people affecting his mental to see if he's like, when time comes, he's going to produce for you. Mm -hmm. I'm, I don't want the uncles and the dads and the lawyers and all that stuff getting in his head. So too much. That, he was, he was my number two though. I mm -hmm. always think about what, so Jesus Shuttlesworth obviously played by Ray Allen and he got game. Yeah. But he was like better than like real life Ray Allen in the movie. Right? His <laughs> yeah. name is yeah. Jesus. Yeah. He was like looking yeah. at like Which, by the coming. way, Ray Allen, Hall of Famer. Like to be yeah. better yeah. than to be better. Than, yeah, that's <laughs> right. pretty impressive. Right. In high school. In high school. In high school. guys think I took him in the second round. That's my guy. <laughs> there you go. So I always think about like what would Jesus Shuttlesworth's career been like in the yeah. NBA? Yeah. So like what's better Ray Allen? It's, is that like Kobe? Is it Michael? No, it's uh, Steph Curry. 6'5 Steph Curry? Oh, okay. I mean, if we're talking sharpshooters. Okay. Why not? I, I like my team even more. You guys are never <laughs> going to convince me of these chemistry issues. Right. Spencer, you're on the clock. Here, here's what I'm going with. And this is this is why I don't understand why this player gets a pass when like certain rules were in effect. But I'm going with the guy, that, the only guy on this list that somehow gets away with PEDs is Scott Howard, Michael J. Fox, and Teen Wolf. That's a, that's <laughs> like, a great way. I don't, I don't know why we're overlooking the yeah. fact that he's a humanoid. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like half man, half wolf. True. But if he's on the board and has like a 17-foot vertical, I'm taking him. <laughs> well, I tried to weed out all the non-humans, and yeah. Scott Howard kind of just slipped yeah. through the cracks. I'm a little there. worried about his temper. You That's know, fine. a little True. worried about that, but you have Shep to calm him I down. Like Shep, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So you understand are, are, are you worried because he's a werewolf? Yeah, mostly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just the, the whole yeah. idea that he could eat somebody at any time. Like, that's <laughs> and a, that's I don't think concern. he has any sweat glands, so he's going to be really thirsty. God forbid hey. there's a malice at the palace with, with him in the building. Like that's Listen, no sweat glands, temper tantrum, 
we need you in there. Give me five hard fouls. I'm mm. totally for it. I will throw you alley oops all game. I think it's because nobody can touch. I think you. it's also important to note that half the time he's Scott Howard, who's basically like five foot five, Damian Lillard, yeah. three <laughs> now, next dribble, plays yeah. above the rim. The other half of the time he's just young Michael J. Fox. Yeah. <laughs> now, have, so you got to kind of coach that. Are out you guys him. aware with uh, Amin Al Hassan's take on Teen Wolf? No, no, that it's a racist movie. Oh, absolutely. Mm. I, yeah. Well, I know it's a yeah. racist movie, but please, for the people I mean, that don't know. <laughs> when, when Scott Howard becomes Teen Wolf, it is a characterization of the black player in the yeah. 80s and 90s of, of just being flashy and yeah. all about himself and all yeah. about, you know, nothing about team and everything. And when he goes back to regular Scott Howard, it's like, oh, this is, yeah. you know, your prototypical Hoosiers I type. mean, and to paint the picture, like, this is a movie in the 80s, so this is around when the Lakers are coming, you know, Showtime it's Lakers is what we Johnson. know. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. Showtime, yeah. Showtime Lakers versus the Celtics yeah, is what catapulted the NBA mm-hmm. to start to what we know it to be today. So like it's it's not, you know, off the rip to say that is a racist movie. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I would say you ruined Teen Wolf for me, but I'll probably never watch the movie again <laughs> anyway. So. You knew about this and you didn't tell me? I was hoping I wouldn't have to. Sometimes it skips a generation. I was hoping it would pass you by. Well daddy it didn't pass me by. It landed on my face. Zach, you're on the clock. <laughs> all right. Well, I know we're in an era of small ball and pace and space, but that's, mm-hmm. all, that's not what I'm doing. I've already okay. got Neon Badeau. Okay. I'm going with Saleh from the Arab there, my Great Twin pick. Towers. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. He was basically like, how do we make a young Hakeem Olajuwon in a movie? Mm-hmm. That's essentially what he is. He's a he's, little leaner, though. He's a little leaner, mm-hmm. but, you know, young Hakeem was pretty lean. You know, True. He, yeah, he was strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was thinking David Robinson, you know, sure. with a little more nimble. <laughs> yeah. Almost but, like a but Pascal But Saleh learned, once he learned the Jimmy Dolan shake and bake, which is a lot different than the James Dolan shake and bake, I would add. <laughs> uh, but once he learned the Jimmy Dolan shake and bake, he was unstoppable. Like, mm-hmm. he's basically Hakeem out there. So I've got Shaq and Hakeem comps mm-hmm. on my team. See. Good luck scoring inside. Good luck grabbing a rebound. You can't go like under them or through them because it's the Twin Towers so that's why I have Team Wolf to go over them. Okay. Over them. So you know I'm smart. I mean, he could them. go under them he's like 5'2". Right yeah. <laughs> yeah he might get stepped on. <laughs> he could also bite their arm off. Yeah, true. Yeah, I guess I am a little worried about that. <laughs> yeah. But you know what my next pick Yes, is someone who I think getting ahead of Scott. Hold Howard. on, before okay. we move on. Oh yeah, go ahead. Wait, we we got the comp for Sali, which was like the, basically like an early or mid '90s big man, right? Yeah, yes. Right. But we never saw him play against like real NBA competition. So what do we think happens in like the in like the again like the, the Jesus Shuttlesworth exercise? Well, so he was gonna be like you know this top college recruit, mm-hmm. right? Like goes there. I'm assuming he wins two national titles Ooh. as the big man. He goes in number one pick of the draft, Dominant. and he's and he's just like he, he's in Taco Bell commercials. And he's like you know he's he's for sure slinging double deckers left and right, and like he's Fourth yeah he's, yeah exactly like he's he's just the the big man. Um, you know, maybe maybe even like worst case scenario, we're talking Dikembe Mutombo. Okay, still halting. Do you remember his commercials? Dikembe's? Yeah. No, I don't. People would try to throw things into like a grocery cart, and he oh, just the, run oh, by the, it was and like a Geico commercial. Yeah, it was a Geico <laughs> commercial, right? Not today. <laughs> he like yes. slapped a box of cereal. Of cereal goes flying everywhere. Oh, it was yeah. great. Oh god. So that does paint a pretty scary picture of the Twin Towers. Yeah. Mid '90s shot blockers. Yeah. It's not and now bad. you're still yeah. on the clock. Still on the clock, and now I need someone who can get in Scott Howard's head. He's a little bit of a hothead. I need some shooting on the team. I'm going the great Billy Hoyle. 
Billy Hoyle. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was yeah. wondering I who I was going to be the first yeah. of the duo from White Man Can't Jump. And, and I'll take Hoyle. and I'll take the better one. You know, he's the better, he's the better one. one. Yeah. I will say that he's Woody a hustler. Harrelson. He's yeah. a shooter. He can shoot indoors, outdoors. Doesn't matter. He's now he's got a little bit of a gambling issue, so <laughs> we got to keep got to keep an eye on him. He's a little bit of a hothead. Summer league. We don't want to. Summer league. We maybe do the Sacramento summer league with Billy. We're not going to do the Vegas summer league. But you know, I think when he does get into his fucking zone. Uh, he's 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 ready to to go at anybody. He's not afraid. He's mm-hmm. he's ready to play it slow if need be. He's go out there and dominate if he needs to. He, mm-hmm. We know he can throw a couple passes out of his ass, as as uh, Sidney Dean yeah. mentioned in the in yeah. that first game where they yeah. played. Yeah, um, he yeah. can't dunk though. He can't dunk, but I got two big men in there to, that will you hopefully do. block shots against the other team and block him from trying to dunk. So, so protect he, him he's from probably, the he's, yeah, like exactly. a, he's probably like if you want to keep him on the outside, like he's probably like a Kyle Korver. Like, mm-hmm. but more of like a passer. More of a passer. More yeah. of a passer. But like, you don't need to go inside. We right. have two big guys. Yeah, no, I get yeah, that. I yeah. get that. You want a double team neon? Boom! Kick out the Billy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Billy's yeah. ready. Billy's and, ready to shoot. And props to Woody for selling it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that movie still yeah. is watchable. Because yeah. you know how Anytime you know how cringeworthy an actor can look uh, sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, doing I mean, a sports movie Wesley. or whatever. Yeah, co-star in that movie. I always say, I always say that. A Woody Harrelson is the white Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, I like that. Because yeah. he'll be in three or four movies a year, yeah. if that, and he's just being himself. Yeah. Being himself he's being yeah. himself, but it's watchable. Now, because of that, I am a little worried about the drug testing policy. Yeah, <laughs> But I think we can find ways to get around it. Woody can find a way. He can find Woody a way. Can yeah. find Woody a way. can find a yeah. way. <laughs> if there's a Woody, there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, Spencer, you're on the clock. Drafts are fun. Ah, so, okay. So... I nobody has picked my third my third round pick yet, mm-hmm. but I'm going to move up just because I know I have the Twin Towers coming at me. Mm. So if I if I need an enforcer, if I need somebody that is going to take it on the chin and dish it out just as much, I'm going with Motaw from Above the Rim, wow. played by Wood Harris. Wow! All so right. you went you got both sides of the coin yes. there. Yes, yes. This is somebody. He's my Draymond. Oh, Neon's, Neon's going to get shot. He's, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm looking at these twin towers. I'm like, how oh, do no. I get through them? Oh, I can just shoot you if you don't let me through. Yeah. This is somebody that he took no shit. Mm-hmm. And he, he was a enforcer. He, he can play. Yeah. He Damn. fucking threw alley-oops to himself. <laughs> he was getting in people's heads. Mm-hmm. This is my Draymond Green, Motel Wood Harris from above the rim. So we did not specify where this game was taking place or under what rules. And can you bring guns onto the court? <laughs> if this were an NBA game, this we might a, have a divorce criminal situation on our hands. Apparently, <laughs> you can bring guns anywhere, That's apparently. true. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. He's trying to get this thing sanctioned in Arizona. Like, oh we play in Arizona. It's, it's over. Yeah. Oh, God. But it's, it's clear as day. If I, if I see the Twin Towers looking at me, I'm like, okay, I need a dog in the middle fighting. Yes, he's a little bit undersized, mm-hmm. but he makes up for it with grit. So I'm going with Motar. Just keep your gun in the car. All right. That's all. Yeah. All right. That's a value pick because I don't see any other people with guns or over seven feet tall on I this like, list. I play so dirty. I play dirty over th- here. That's definitely a value pick. <laughs> well, so now I got the wheel coming up, and I think I'm going to lean in on this strategy of just like one-on-one 90s basketball ball hogs. Mm-hmm. And I'm going 1996 Celtics pride, Lewis Scott. I'm not a hero. Played by Damon Damon Wayans. Wayans. So to provide a little context, this man was the best player on a finals team. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Are you saying that about the Celtics? 
know about his pick. Oh, okay. <laughs> so now I have Michael Jordan, Jesus Shuttlesworth, who's probably as good as Michael Jordan. Yeah. And another guy who basically is like the Kobe Bryant of the, this movie. And only one basketball. Well, and by Kobe, <laughs> but here's the thing. I, I kind of think I kind of think he's more of a Dion Waiters. And then he's just going to call for the ball constantly. <laughs> yes. But Dion Waiters was never the best player on a finals team. That's true. That's true. Yeah. This guy was in game seven of the finals. But did we ever see him play defense? You only saw him scoring in that Yeah, game. you only saw him scoring. And you also have to worry that he is susceptible to being kidnapped. So yes. he might not show up for the game. He's a little bit of a party. Yes. Yes. He was out the night after the game. And he's he's absurdly about himself, more so than anybody. Yeah. That's okay. He's out, he got that. outwitted by Dan Aykroyd and Daniel Stern. I'm a little worried <laughs> oh, about his that's... mental capacity so, here. <laughs> so now, not only do you Daniel have to draft Stern. him. <laughs> I've heard that name in forever. So. Not only do you have to draft him, but mm-hmm. you also have to hire a right-hand man for him to keep him in order. True. So, not him and MJ are going to be playing pockets. blackjack at six in the morning before mm-hmm. the game. You get you get him and MJ at a poker table or blackjack table. Mm-hmm. The flu game doesn't happen. Yeah. They're dead in no, the that's, desert. That's somewhere. the plague game right there. That's what that <laughs> yeah. is. Well, in the words of Dion Waiters, men lie, women lie, buckets don't. <laughs> that's true. That's a, that's a great counterpoint. <laughs> It's all about getting baskets. I'm Surprised fine. no one's I'm picked up Philip Seymour Hoffman from Long <laughs> There's still time. Yeah, <laughs> make it right. <laughs> And you know what? I'm going to tr- triple down on this strategy. Give me Coffee Black from Semi Pro. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is really we're trying to. This <laughs> okay. is a team of Monte Ellis's. Like, okay. this is. Yeah. Andre 3000. So he's Goodness. basically George Gervin. He got drafted by the Spurs at the end of the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And good luck getting a stop against my team because these guys are all getting to the rack whenever they want. Finishing I mean, over contact. He was pretty Dead eye shooters. Yeah. Quality pick. That, that, was, that was my fourth flex to fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at that. Might I'm be a little bit of a pick. reach, but hey, what wouldn't uh, you guys like to see Kobe, uh, Jason Tatum, Michael Jordan, and Ray Allen on the same court? <laughs> yeah, I, would. I mean it's not a it's not bad. <laughs> I don't know cool. how, I don't know how it works, but it's gonna be fascinating. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> he did invent the alley oop, so I get it. True mm-hmm. basketball Hall of Fame caught the level first alley right I wanted him mm-hmm. and and Scott Howard to have that tandem because the alley oops are all be like fifteen feet in the air. Also, but jersey, jersey sales through the roof because he changes his name so often. Yes. Like everyone's gonna try to <laughs> find New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? What was the name That's he had funny. before Coffee Black? Do you guys there remember? There was uh, Funky Stuff Malone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Man. So what? He's like a. No, I was going to say he's like, a, he's like a Rodman. Semi-pro's a sleeper, He's like a Ocho Cinco of, yeah, right, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of your team. That like, doesn't you like to pick a lot. I've already started to question it now. Oh, man. Okay. All right, back to you, Spencer. All right, see now, see, now we're getting into the nitty-gritty. So let's see, let's see. I got, I got my dog, Mota, who's going to be down there. I got Shep that's riding the ship. Yep. Scott's playing heavily above the rim. Mm-hmm. It's a balanced roster so far. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm I'm gonna go, and this is how I get around your fucking rules. This is how <laughs> I go. go. Here it is. Deep cut. Yep. I'm going with Gerard Smith, played by Flex Alexander in the Six Man. This is somebody that did not die. He was on the opposing team, <laughs> uh-huh. and he gave Kadeem Hardison and Marlon Wayne's problems until Kadeem Hardison threw his ass into the into the backboard. But so as long as there's no okay. ghosts, that's a pretty good As long good as there's pick, no yeah. ghosts. This is a ghost free game. Yeah. Yeah. He's so he, good. That's his bro, Achilles heel. He he was busting their ass the entire game to mm-hmm. the point where a ghost was like, we gotta get him out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Take away the ghosts, 
he wins the NCAA championship and he goes first that, round. He was supposed to be a lock for first round, yeah. mm. for first first overall pick. So you're telling me I'm getting a first round pick, first overall <laughs> in this draft mm-hmm. in what the fourth round? Mm-hmm. Off for this it. is this is why I love this podcast because Spencer's sentence just now is like like. I mean, if a ghost is saying we got to do something about this, then like you know we got to you know we, we got to do something. Like I, and like no one broke. I mean, it's just like, no, no, yeah. it makes total sense. Like you know, think about think about Movies the idea. Here's another sentence. Think about the idea of a ghost. You've already lived your life. Now you know that there's some extra shit going on. You're mm-hmm. a go. You can walk through walls and shit. You're worrying about a basketball player right now. Like hold on. This is a problem in my life. Mm-hmm. No, you don't have a life. Go fucking float and scare kids or whatever. Heaven's pickup games are super weak, I guess. It's <laughs> to me, it's a testament that Gerard Smith was so fucking good he that was. a ghost had to throw. Through he had a, a presence in that. He had a presence yeah, a in that argument. film for exactly. sure. Yeah, a Even a ghost argument. felt it. And so. he had the hair. He was, he was, he was brandable too. He, Flex Alexander, he had the hair back there. It was like these long, tall dreads that. I don't, he couldn't play football because he just couldn't fit underneath his helmet. But for mm-hmm. basketball, he was a very marketable person. Yeah, he had to smile, every pizzazz, three ball dunk. He was everything. I got a first round pick in the fourth round. This is a value pick. <laughs> he's, been, he's seen some shit. He's that seen, shit was funny. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Zach, you got Neon Sali and Billy Hoyle. It's a pretty good big three so far. You're on the clock with the fourth and fifth picks. All right, I'm gonna take them at the same time. Because they go together. Let's go. Mm-hmm. The only person that could take down these two was Billy Hoyle. Mm-hmm. So I'm going Flight and Willie from White Men Can't Jump. Right. They would have won that tournament. They would have won the, the tournament for the basketball tournament yeah. for Brotherhood, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. They would have won that easily. Okay. They would have run away with LA's greatest tournament. <laughs> LA's greatest two on two basketball tournament. I have, they would have yeah. Flight and Willie. Flight, flight. At one point, dunks on someone. It says, uh, or he said, he said, I'm about to go up the seventh floor and drop you off on the yeah. fifth. That's one of the greatest yeah. trash talk Ooh, lines of all like time. Yeah, yeah. Willie's a bit of a hothead, but he and he and Billy can can coexist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they yeah, got, okay. they almost they almost got in a fight too. Almost got in a yeah. fight. Yeah. But those two, those two were bad. Those two were going to be pick. the next the next king in the duck, right? That's like good, they, that's yeah. where they were, and then yeah. and then Billy and Sydney knocked them down. So I'm going flight and Willie. I like Fourth the guy. duo. You got that's good for team chemistry. Yeah, good the, team chemistry. The big problem I see with your team is none of these people have ever played in the NBA. <laughs> well, Neon was on his way. I mean, Neon was, yeah, on his way. was on his way. This is all you're going. You're basically taking a whole team full of like up and coming talents. Yeah. Slash. Well, we're going underdog role here. But underdog. we're taking Absolutely. we're taking them in what we saw on film. So it yeah. doesn't really matter that yeah. they didn't play in the NBA. They put it's it on what tape. We did see. They might have been too good for the NBA. They were some animals. There might have been some recruiting violations exactly. that stopped them from going to the NBA. I don't know. I don't know the backstory on that. We can they make up whatever animals. we want here. Yeah. True. I'm, I wholeheartedly agree with that pick. Yeah. You got, you got some dogs. Flight and Willie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got some side, yeah. I, I like Well-rounded. That. I like that. Yeah. What are, so, so, so what would be their, what would be their comparison? What would be their NBA comparison? It was, I mean, they were the, they were the two on two LA streetball version of Steph and KG. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Of the Marbury KG combo in Minnesota. That's okay. what I would say. Like, that's what they reminded me of. I was, I was thinking of, um, uh, the Clippers, uh, Oh, Darius and yeah, Darius Miles and Quinn Richardson. I'll, I'll take that, that too. I'll wow, take that, that too. That's, a, that's a moment in history yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in Los Angeles. That yeah. was, mm-hmm. that was for the brief moment. I was a pseudo Clippers fan sure. because I just wanted to do this with headbands. Right. That was the first moment I remember people just, just talking about the Clippers. Yeah. Cause yeah, I mean, yeah. if you grow up like South Bay or in LA, like, like, you're a Laker fan. Yeah. You know, you're you not know, a Clipper fan. No one was like pounding their chest for Lloyd Vaught back in the day. Yeah, it like was that. really like, rare. It was <laughs> actually really rare. If there was one kid who was a Clipper, band, Clipper fan, they'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with yeah, you? But like, interesting. Kids but just yeah. trying to be growing up, like, yeah. Growing yeah. up in Los Angeles, being a Clipper fan back then, which I was not, 
the the rare few that were, their first reason for not being Laker fans was because too many people like the Lakers. Yeah, it was yeah. dumb. It's like, well, do you like the organization? Do you like who's good on the team? Like, no, it was just certainly didn't like the owner. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was bro, you're, just, ten, you're ten and you live in Los Angeles. Yeah, we all was, like the Lakers. Right, yeah. And let's get, like, I mean, we were spoiled in our lifetime. We've seen a dynasty. We came off the helm. Yeah, we were talking um, about this. Showtime Lakers, and then when we were really starting to understand the the world of sports, we have Shaq and Kobe right there. So mm-hmm. you know. It was it was Lakers all day. So the and fact the, that and the bridge between that was Nick Van Exel. Like it was still a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, like, it was still yeah, fun. It was still it, a good time. It's been fun. We've Absolutely we've seen fun. some pretty great Laker teams yeah. and, and seasons. Mm-hmm. It's been cool. I mean, is it okay? Not any Clippers. Who else is? Damn, this is a this is a thin list. But there's mm-hmm. still, still there's some, some good ones. There's though. some good ones out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go with my with my final pick. Shep Scott Howard Mota Scott Howard. Scott Howard. And was it Get Jared Smith? Gerard Smith. Gerard, Gerard Smith. Smith. Yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm going to stick to 94 mm-hmm. and I'm going to take Kyle Lee Watson. Yeah, that's. Dwayne Martin yeah. above the rim. Coach, you can't take me out the game now. I just did. Did you see that? I like. My whole cat, I, apparently Above the Rim is my favorite movie now that I'm realizing this, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I have three yeah, players The, the from only Above one you didn't Rim. take was Marlon Wayans, really. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I mean, but I was thinking about taking him as Kenny Tyler in The Sixth Man, sure. but, you know, he, he needed his brother he as a ghost, ghost. <laughs> yeah. to, to push forward. But for me, you know, Kyle Lee Watson was that guy that, you know, I almost modeled him in my head like, uh, sort of like an Allen Iverson in terms yeah. of like the influences that mm-hmm. were like bestowed on him. But this is somebody that grew up in the nitty gritty New York City. He's from that street ball life. Mm-hmm. Has a handle. Has like, a handle. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. This guy, you know, he he looked Tupac in the face and said, fuck you, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't care what you do to me. I'm going to still get buckets. By mm-hmm. the way, coachable. Coach, very coachable. Shep taught him how to shoot. Yes. Spread your fingers, snap your wrist. There it is. Replied I mean, that in the Georgetown winner. You have you have him and Shep on the same team, so mm-hmm. naturally you just have that tandem. Like yeah. they they have history together. There's a little bit of a worry in that Shep's trying to bang his mom. So there's a little bit of worry there, but you know I'm sure <laughs> they can work through but it. But no, yeah, no. see no. his thing. He was okay with it at the end of the movie. He was fine with it. He's like, hey, just do it right. Sure. Essentially, there will be a little bit of headaches in the locker room between him and Motal. Like, hey, you tried to shoot me, and right. you actually did shoot Shep. So once we get over, yeah. Once we get past that, we'll we'll do a fucking ropes course together. We'll do some team bonding. Mm-hmm. We're all good. So I'm going team with, laser tag or something. <laughs> so it's all patched up. Yeah, I'm going with Kyle Lee Watson. Actually, laser tag Wayne might not Martin, be the one after the gunshot. Yeah, that's that's my that's my five. I like this. Listening this is, to this shit is crazy. I don't know a lot about these movies, but you guys are putting together quite a. Quite you a need little, to watch Above the Rim after Above this. Above the Rim, at you least. Got, it's, like, yeah, it's, it's there. That's an all-timer. Yeah, this is cool. So maybe after this, as like a little companion social thing, we'll get uh, Spencer's top five basketball movies. Because it sounds like you've thought a lot about this. There, you know, it's just it's just in the head. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. We can do it. I mean, we could probably do it right now. I mm-hmm. don't know how much time we have, whatever, but... I mean, 90s basketball movies are like the pinnacle of sports movies. Mm-hmm. Even like, basketball. <laughs> I almost picked some basketball. <laughs> yeah. I was this close. There you go. Uh, that was my, that was. All right, so I got the last pick in this. I got Michael Jordan from Space Jam, Jesus Shuttlesworth, Lewis Scott, and Coffee Black. There's still some good are players Are there going to be two here. basketballs on the court? Like, what's happening here? I mean, with this? Hey, don't, wor- don't worry about it. All Do you, you got to worry about is getting stops and uh, guarding my guys on the perimeter sure. because so I'm going five out. All right. Um, I could still go Butch McRae, Penny Hardaway from Blue mm-hmm. Chips, Great one, yeah. who was a baller and yeah. kind of a point guard, which my team doesn't necessarily have right now. It's a lot of scoring guards. Mm-hmm. I was also thinking um, some of these other semi-pro guys 
There's um, there's Stacy Patton, R.I.P. Malik Seeley from mm -hmm. Eddie. Yep. I could even go Jake Shuttlesworth for toughness. Yeah. Denzel. But you gotta worry about his knees. Also, also, <laughs> also his prison release program. I don't know. Yeah, if he's, I don't know, know if he's gonna be out. You don't know if he has to be like furlough days. <laughs> I could take Sidney Dean, even though I'm not convinced that he could ever score a basketball yeah. if given yeah. 100 tries unguarded. Athletic yeah. though. Um, Jimmy Chitwood, probably the next Christian Leitner. <laughs> But instead, or I, I actually think that's just a Judd Bushler like origin story. Is, is, is Jimmy Chitwood? There's no evidence that he was. Yeah, that's funny. But I'm taking 2002, like Mike Calvin wow. F. Cambridge, and the F stands for finishing over contact, Clamps. even though he's five foot four. So you looked at your team and thought, "I need an eighth grader." I need. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you have you have little bow, you have little bow wow on your team. I know Listen. I wrote the rules, but you know what's not in the rules? No magic shoes. Listen. Oh, wow. <laughs> Listen, Scott Howard is locking him down. Scott Howard might eat him as an appetizer. Exactly. That's, yeah, Scott yeah, Howard. Have you seen like Mike? Wow. And if he does lock him down, we have a gun on our team. So there it is. <laughs> true. Yeah. Plus, it's a dog pun, and Team Wolf won't like that. So. <laughs> like Mike wasn't a bad movie, though. No, 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 it's surprisingly rewatchable. Yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite, like, um, like frozen in time sports movies mm -hmm. because yeah. of all the NBA guys that are in there. Kid and Vince Carter Dirk's and in there, Dirk. Yeah. Yep, and he was given all of them buckets. He was yeah. basically yeah. like mm -hmm. five foot three T Max. So I'm taking <laughs> right. Calvin Cambridge to go along with my team of ISO ball that's, finishers. No, that's a good comp too because I've always thought, man, I wish T Mac was just a lot shorter. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> With braids, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you just have an entire yeah. team of ISO ball. Yeah, that's why I'm like, there's no there's sound there. balls to go around. <laughs> and I'm heavily reliant on Stretch Armstrong magic and um, shoes that have magical powers sure, too. Yeah. If you if you would have picked uh, Butch McCray, I would have. Mm -hmm. To me, Kylie Watson would have ate him a lot. I liken it mm. to like literally AI stepping over um, what's Ty his Lou, name, yeah. Ty Lue. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's ugh. What's the name? Um, uh, Bush McCray. Too many influences. He got mm. homesick. Homesick. Yeah, you yeah. can't. You can't you, get someone that's homesick. Yeah. He's not mentally tough in my book, yeah, so that's true. why I left him on the board. That's fair. So you, uh, you, you've seen Time Cop. I'm, a, I'm assuming Time Cop. Jean Claude Van Damme. Long time. So that's everything, deep, everything yeah, I know about time travels from that movie, <laughs> in that the same matter can't op can't occupy the same space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I almost took for my fifth pick, I was going to take Ed Monix from Semi-Pro because you get like a coach on the yeah. floor, but I've already oh. got Woody Harrelson. I don't yeah. know if that's going to cause like a space time I, I see them as two different people. Does okay. Time Cop have basketball? No, but... Then I think we're okay. <laughs> well, but I don't know, but it's the same person. If they high-five, the universe is over. Like, that's so yeah. that's That <laughs> was my concern, yeah. All right, so before Holy I get shit. you guys uh, out of here on this draft, which great job, and this is a lot of fun. You guys haven't prepared it all for this. I'm going to put you on the spot. Starting with you, Zach. Pick a coach for your team. Oh, from movie history, Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, oh, Whoopi Goldberg. Fuck. Great pick. There we go. Criminally underrated movie, yeah. by the way. Yeah. So, As a Knicks fan, that's a that's a fun <laughs> that's a fun trip down memory lane to an owner that's somehow less crazy than James Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> so do so do the rules still apply to? You, uh, coaches. Are you asking if you can have Coach Carter? Yeah. You can have Coach Carter. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys are just running Delilah every time down the floor? Coach Carter, <laughs> a.k.a. The, the black Woody Harrelson. I just, I just, need, I just need somebody to reel in Motaw mm -hmm. uh -huh. when he fucking goes on these tangents mm -hmm. and tries to kill people. That's just probably, it, that's probably the only coach who, who can do it. Exactly. So, yeah, that's, that's a good pick. That's, mm -hmm. Shep is a coach on the floor. We mm -hmm. get that. He already has Kali, Kali Watson as like he's the pseudo coach for him. Mm -hmm. Just I need somebody to reel in, just like how uh, Steve Kerr does Draymond. Yeah, that's all I need. Right. Everybody else have at it. 
Well, speaking of Good chemistry, coach. I'm trying to find the right coach to wrangle my group of uh, ISO players and bad attitudes. I'm thinking maybe Gene Hackman from Hoosiers, or uh, okay. um, I could also go with. Um, I got, I got, I got someone for you. Yeah. Technically didn't coach, but Gloria, played by Rosie Perez from Lightning oh, Can't Jump, yeah. she can manage an ego or two. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah she yeah, might yeah. be the one. In case there. I need somebody to call yeah. a player stupid and yeah. hit her on the back of the head. Plus, she's got that Jeopardy money, so <laughs> hey, she, she's not she going to cost a whole lot. Oh she God. knows foods with the letter Q. Yep. I was thinking Jackie Moon. Everybody love everybody. <laughs> sure. But, Moon. but he's going to want to play. He's going to sub himself in. He's going to sub himself in. If it's not going your way, he's subbing himself in. Let me fix this. So who are the best guys on this list? Who's getting the call after the draft to show up to for like a 10-day contract? I, w- I mean, I would throw a 10-day to Kenny Tyler from Six Man. Mm-hmm. He was somebody who was very okay. productive, you know, with and without his brother. Mm-hmm. You know, if his brother didn't die, that's that's a duo that, yeah. you know, I think uh, Kadeem Hardison was a year older than Kenny Tyler, uh, mm-hmm. Marlon Wayans in the film. But When was the last time you saw this movie? Don't put him on the spot. Probably, <laughs> probably like late last year. Wow. That's a movie. I watched that last year too. It, run, it runs though. It runs. That's it a, runs on TV. That's a movie for me. And just a just a quick sidebar. That's the first movie I ever cried in. Because yeah, you told me that one. That came, that came about when I was still playing youth sports with my older brother. And Kadeem Hardison is Marlon Wayne's older brother in the film. We played on the same teams together. So that scene where he's trying, after he has the heart attack, and uh, Marlon Wayans is trying to like get dressed really fast and go to the hospital. And his coach comes in and is like, we lost him. He's like, for the season coach? I told him stop dunking like he was Jordan. Yeah, He's yeah, like, no, we yeah. lost him for, you know, he died on the way to the, to the hospital. Hey, it's like Pop said. If you and I stick together, you're going to be all right, man. That broke me down. I was sitting next to my older brother and my uncle. And I looked at my older brother. I started crying, like hugging him because I'm like, this is real to me, mm-hmm. and you're my older brother, so technically I think you're going to die before me because I just didn't know how death worked back then. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I'm like looking at my brother like, don't leave me. <laughs> don't yeah. dunk. That's actually, but, it was a deep, deep scene. It was a yeah. moment. It was, it was sad. A, it was a moment and for that, me. In so. that locker room, man, you're in locker rooms, yeah, you know? You, you can't talk shit about six man. And there is no, a bit of there. art imitates life because there have been basketball players who have passed away in their yeah. prime yeah. before Reggie their Lewis, prime Hank on Gathers, the court. Yeah. My, my yeah. dad, my dad was actually yeah, he was at that Hank Gathers game at Loyola Marymount when he passed out of the free throw line. And Paul Westhead, speaking of the Lakers, mm-hmm. was the coach of that team, and he's the mm-hmm. one who took over uh, Johnson in like '80 and won that title. Yeah, yeah. the guru. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, it's just crazy. I remember, I remember a lot of that. So, yeah. we just talked about death, but who is who is your today? Uh, yeah, I, I guess my <laughs> I guess my connection would be a fellow writer, Jamal Wallace from Finding Forrester. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Play. Okay. You know, I'm yep. a little worried that he's you know not, his head's not in it. <laughs> he, he's got other ideas in terms of wanting to write a book in the next great American novel. But yeah, yeah Jamal Wallace could play. Mm-hmm. See, speaking from personal experience. That was actually a knock on me when I would tell coaches, oh, like, what do you what do you do in the offseason? Oh, you know, started working on this TV show. It looks like it's picking up steam. They're like, huh, your head's not in the game, sir. Like, well, I'm here. Right. Like, my head <laughs> I'm would here, absolutely I'm in shape, be like, in the yeah. game if I'm running against fucking 300-pound linemen. Like, you don't just casually do that. So yeah. I get it. Yeah. But there are some questions that come up with it. Yeah, yeah it was like when Miles Garrett, everybody found out from Hard Knocks that he writes poetry. Yeah. It's almost like that was looked at as like a negative, like yeah. you want your yeah. defensive pass rusher to basically be a homicidal maniac <laughs> with right. no feelings. Yeah. It's like, well, he could still get sacks and be like a, a thoughtful, interesting yeah. guy. I mean, he can not... still come up with a haiku as he sacks a quarterback. Exactly. Like, it's fine. That's that's fucking content. He should. Right? Yeah. yeah, he should. He yeah. should come up with game day haikus. <laughs> if he's listening, game day haikus would be sweet. If we're talking uh, best of the rest, what ifs, how about Quincy McCall from Love and Basketball? See, he was he was my third, fourth round pick, mm-hmm. but 
you saw more bad from him mm-hmm. turning pro than you saw good from him as a high school player. You only had, I think, I think it was maybe one game where he really showed his ass and mm-hmm. it was like, I'm the best player on the court. Mm-hmm. He had another game in college, but then once dad told him that he had an affair, all downhill and he never mm-hmm. recovered. So that's why I kept Quincy McCall off. I would my, also say in that kind of Sidney Dean uh, yeah. way, it yeah. doesn't really look like he's ever dribbled a basketball before that <laughs> film. So. Yeah. That Fair would be enough. my concern, yeah. <laughs> That's how I look. Yeah. Pretty bad. <laughs> right, we're going to throw it back to TD. Thanks, guys, for letting me crash the yeah, party this here. Great. This is a lot of Also, actually, before I wrap, just here at the 11th hour, um, shout out to the right artist, Malachi Wright. He had this amazing, um, I guess, mosaic of all these different basketball mm-hmm. players that kind of inspired this conversation. So, shouts to him. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That was a lot. <laughs> that, that must be what it feels like when Chris, who's our editor composer, and Logan, who's uh, one of our interns, when we're talking superhero Marvel movies, yeah. that must that must be what it feels like for them. It's like, what is going on here? Is that it's foreign? engaging? It's yeah. fun, yeah, but I have out. no idea what they're talking Dude, about. Are you saying you've right. never watched Tin Cup well, before? Well, well, like Tin Cup I've is, seen, is an I've amazing seen probably like sports five movie. to ten it movies is. on that list. I just again, not a big sports fan. Let's yeah. not. Let's not. I do have a quick question for you guys. Speaking of sports movies. Um, which sport has the best collection of movies? Really quick, we can't spend a lot of time on this. We got we got to do Men in Black. Has the best collection? To me, it's football. Yeah, it's football. Off the top of my head, I'm a little biased. I'll go basketball. Yeah, but maybe that's a whole but different episode. Man, Field of Dreams is so good. Bull, Durham, Bull Durham's a great movie. Yeah, I, yeah. I still got to say football. Major League, Major football. League Two. Ah, shit. Well, that's a whole yeah. That's a whole I'm different. Gonna, uh, that's a whole different episode. We'll get to it. I'm sticking boxing. Boxing. But I would oh, say boxing. Shit. That's yeah. the one. Genre of sports I watch in movies. Yeah. Bobsledding? Cool uh, Runnings? I'll say Creed Toost. Creed Toost. They have Toost one bobsled movie? There's one bob. <laughs> it's the best bobsled movie. It's the best and Yeah, they knocked out the mark on the first time. Yeah. It's 100%. So, yeah. yeah they're doing a really good job. That poster is great. I mean, come on. Football, Necessary Roughness. Oh, that's a good you got one. Any Given Sunday. You know what you I was watching? Program. Speaking of basketball and football, as I was watching The Longest Yard the other day, yeah. while you guys were talking about that, I was like, when they were playing that street game, like Michael Irvin and and He's, Sandler is always in his movies, super athletic and dating the best looking woman possible. I so Sandler from Grown Ups. He had that one bank listen, shot. Like that would have been a good listen, pick. Yeah. yeah. I've said this before on this podcast, but Adam every one of Adam Sandler's movies is a sports movie because somewhere in his contract, he has to do something athletic in all of his movies. And Sha- and, and either Shaq or Dan Patrick will be in that movie. So exactly, they're all Dan yeah. Patrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Damn, Patrick, what is? I don't know. That's, gotta, that's part of grownups too that I think is funny. <laughs> oh God, Anyways. what's that? What you got? Clearly, next clearly, we can do a whole different show yeah. on this and more sports movie talk. So we'll we'll make that happen. But let's move on, guys. It's okay. time for our recap segment of the week, and this is a spoiler conversation. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you have not seen Men in Black International. Um, you're lucky one. Yeah, I'm so, saying don't. I'm <laughs> saying listen to this part because you don't. And we'll if save you have seen it, please hang out, stick with us because now we're about to jump into a recap for Men in Black International. Yeah, baby. We are the Men in Black. The men and women in black. All right, guys. Again, spoiler conversation is about to follow. We're gonna discuss highlights. The future of the franchise, uh, production issues, which apparently there were a lot on this movie. But before we do all that, I guys, tell. quickly around <laughs> the room, um, quick overall thoughts. Actually, before we even do that, because Matt's going to get mad at me for not doing this entire show, <laughs> send us your thoughts at Film Study Pod. Right? Yeah, on yes. Everything we're talking about, from the hot takes to Samuel L. being the black Woody Harrison, which I love that take. <laughs> no, no, to, we got to say, say it right. Woody Harrelson is the white. 
Samuel gotcha. Jackson. There you go. There you, there you, go. Go. you, you go. gotta get it right. You gotta say that right. Teen Wolf apparently is a racist movie. Like, like all your thoughts <laughs> and specials. Film Study Pod, hit us up. You know, send us in your thoughts. All right, guys. Men in Black International. Quick overall thoughts before we dive in. Who wants to go first? I mean, <sighs> this this was a movie that I knew wasn't going to be good, but I was hopeful that it would at least be entertaining. Yeah. And it wasn't even that for me. Mm-hmm. And. These are two actors that I love, like Tessa Thompson. I've been riding with her for years. All of her projects have, have somewhat hit. Chris Hemsworth is becoming the most bankable actor, like yeah. to the point where he can have a flop of a movie, but you still look at Chris Hemsworth like, oh, you did good, but yeah. the movie did bad. Like, yeah. it's it's rare for actors to to reach that point. This movie just didn't hold up for me. We we went yesterday and and I, I was yeah I was bored. I was so yeah. bored. Uh, I like the first 20 minutes. I was like, all right. I, I think you said something like it had that dark Phoenix effect with the first 20. I was like, yeah. okay, let's see what's going on. Right. I did not laugh. Oh, this is a comedy, by the way. I, I did laugh, not I laugh, laugh once. that whole movie. Um, the lines and shit they were giving Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson were painful. The dialogue was just a nightmare to me. I, this movie was just, was not good. I gave it a 70. <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll, Sorry, get, to, I, we'll get to how terrible we are with predicting yeah, I, 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 I don't know how much of it I missed, but I did fall asleep in the middle of it. And I and when I woke up and realized I had missed part of the movie, I was like, I'll never see it again. Yeah. I'll never find out what yeah. I missed. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was I, They go I, international. That is <laughs> I caught that part. I caught the yeah. part where they went international. Yeah, but like no, it was just like you said, it, it's just boring. Yeah. And it's not even I, I like bad movies. Like, yeah. if you ever see love my Twitter them. feed, I love bad yeah, movies. Like, too, I'm yeah. fascinated by bad movies. So I'm like, all right, this is the best take that they got. What else happened during trying to film this scene, whatever, write this line. Like, I will throw myself into that. I was just bored. It was yeah. the worst kind of bad movie where it wasn't interesting. No, see, it's not. you know, oftentimes we refer to, we liken bad movies to how good they, how badly good they are in reference to the Meg. Yeah. The Meg should give us royalties, dude. We pump the Meg up on how bad it is. Because if you're going to do a bad movie, that's That's seemingly a perfect bad movie. How are you going to kill it? Evolution. I'm going to make this thing bleed. When I saw the Meg, I saw it like maybe a month after it come out, right? Like it had been a bit. And I walked out of the theater and there were like maybe, I don't know, 15 people in the theater. I walked out and I I was walking behind this couple. It was probably in their 50s or 60s. And the woman turns to the man and she goes, you know, I thought it was a little bit contrived. And I just like, I was, I, I was like, I, it, I never, like, I was so close to just say, I'm sorry, I gotta, I just gotta ask you a question. Yeah. Like, I was so close to starting a conversation yeah. with these two strangers. I just want to be like, the movie about the dinosaur shark? <laughs> you thought that was contrived? What did you go in thinking like, about that? That, that movie didn't deserve the word contrived no. next to it. But for for us, like it's, with it's with a perfect with that, movie, with by the way, with it, is. Black, it is. This is a movie that I, you know, I don't put this on Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth's shoulders. Like this is something that they were looped into because apparently the script before was really good because it was talking about yep. immigration. It was very mm-hmm. timely. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, throughout the throughout the production, you know, F. Gary Gray got his name right this time. Got I'm, I'm notorious for fucking them names. What's that? Like, you'll F? come to realize that. F? <laughs> so like, apparently F. Gary Call Gray. Call him Gary F. Gray last episode. It just flowed better. Yeah. Yeah. But 9M Shyamalan. He, he, tried, he tried to walk away from this project multiple times, and there was just like sort of this culture class between him and one of the producers on the on the movie to the point where Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson had to ro- hire 
their own writers for their dialogue. Yeah. So it's just one. Of the, it's just one of those you know ideas of too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just poorly written. As like bad as bad as the dialogue was, it could have been a lot worse if you know Tessa and Hemsworth didn't hire their additional yeah. dialogue writers. That's insane. And, like, and they tried to sell it right. Like like, yeah. like I think for what they had to work with in terms of just the movie, the plot, the script, their own writers, whatever. Like I didn't think they did a bad job necessarily. I just didn't care. It's a classic. Yeah, play. I didn't care about yeah. anything. I yeah. wasn't invested in any characters. Yeah. Tessa Thompson, you kind of they gave her a little bit with her family in the beginning, and then basically she says she has nothing to live for. But like, what happened to her parents? Right, exactly. Like there were all these things where I'm like, there's so many loose threads in this film, and to me, this is how I felt when I walked out of uh, Dark Phoenix. I'm like, I get really bummed when these movies are shitty. Yeah, because I appreciate the original so much, and like, I, I just. Bad move. I mean, my my, <laughs> my two favorite parts, and one of them is yours. My favorite part in this movie is the intro where Molly's dad is dancing to Morris Day in the town. Yeah, you, you yes. were cracking I, up. Yes. It was funny. Like, not a lot of people in the theater like really got that for me, but like, well, because there were I'm three people big, in the like, theater. <laughs> I'm a big like Prince, like that era of music because it, it was just so just transformative. So the fact that they really like leaned on that heavily, like I loved it. The other part was. <laughs> And this this is Chris Hemsworth acting. Is I know he, what you're he, about to say. He pulls up to you know the interest in my B, and he kind of like cuts off the biker. Yeah. And there's a split second where he gets out the car and he like shrugs at the biker like, "What do you want because me to do?" Because that was Chris Hemsworth that like was naturally him. like, yeah. Like, that, to me, that was like that was take number five. Yeah. That was actually that was, just him pulling up to set that yeah, day. They caught on camera. Like that's, that was just him <laughs> act like him being Chris Hemsworth, not him being agent whatever is agent. And H. this right. is not comedic effect. That was my favorite part of the movie <laughs> is Chris Hemsworth going like what to a biker. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. That that was great. I by the way, you should have drafted Prince for your basketball draft. Mm. Oh, he wasn't in the movie. He's like no TV yeah. shows. Oh, that's yeah. TV shows. Sort of another bucket. Oh, could have fed, another, could have fed another could fucking have pancakes. Bucket. Game blouses. <laughs> Speaking of Prince and pancakes, I went to a, a pajama party at Paisley Park his studio. Really? Oh, oh, this wow. was like five, six years ago. Wow. And they sold pancakes for a dollar. That's badass. Yes. Does that's that count as your name drop? Oh, that is yeah, that's my best name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck out of here, mean. I got Prince. Shit, awesome. But yeah, I mean, Spencer, you kind of already got into the production issues here on this movie. And again, this is happened. This happened with Dark Phoenix. It feels like this happened a lot this summer. Movies are coming out, they're bumming, and everyone, the next Hollywood Reporter variety, are just dropping these articles on what went on behind the scenes. Uh, I got a question for you. Like, do you think that's pressure because of? All these Marvel movies are just yes. money, yes. just printing money. That then, if you have something that is not that, they're coming out and just like, man, I don't like this has to be right, and they overthink everything. Well, I, I think there a lot of studios right now are dealing with fatigue, and they're they're searching through their archives to find the next franchise. They they want it. They don't want to make movies that are. This is one movie. That's what it is. And button up. They're looking for the franchise. They're looking for the universe. And when you have something like Men in Black, that can you're already living on like the universal plane. You don't. Yeah. It's not far fetched to go into outer space, to have these characters, you know, on a spaceship it, or some point. But when you have a gem like this, like to me, Men in Black is you know it helped raise me. It's, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. twenty year old yeah. film. It was Will Smith. Remember that song? It was. Everywhere, it's, yeah. It's fucking music video. TRL number one. It for was. Weeks. It was again. It was a. It was a moment in time. So the fact that, you know, you try to reboot it and you're having all these problems, it it's fucked up because 
we would watch it either way. They know we're going to watch it either way. So just give us a good product. Like, fuck all the headaches behind it. Fuck the, the multiple scripts that are apparently being written. Apparently, there, there are two different cuts to this. There's uh, F. Gary Gray's, got it right again, <laughs> F. Gary Gray's version and the other producer, I'm, I'm spacing on his name. But when you have something like that happening, you're doing a disservice to your fans. So is this like the Suicide Squad of alien movies where it's just <laughs> like... Well, I it mean, kind of like, makes me... Yeah, kinda, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it you is. Know, I mean, it's, 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 you're saying fatigue, but in, in, there's a model that people are following. You, you mentioned the, the, the Marvel thing. And like, you know, DC had their hiccups when they were trying to figure this stuff out. All of these connected... Had. had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Those they, guys. You're, you are the villain. You are the villain. That's, a, that's another movie. Um, Aquaman. I fell asleep, didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he wins. Okay. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, it, it, I feel like there is an added pressure. And I also think, you know, for a long time, these studio execs were were taking on these really important, you know, cultural properties yeah. and they weren't fans. Well, and, and so I kind of wonder if, if like you always, you don't really hear about like fanboys taking movies. But, but, but we, we talked about Simon Kimberg being a big fan yeah, of the yeah. X-Men franchise. And we saw what happened with Dark Phoenix. Granted, we do know Disney and there was a whole conversation. Originally, that movie was supposed to be a two parter. But a lot of what he said, you know, you know, being involved in Logan, being involved in The Dark Knight. He was quoting like referencing really, really great movies yeah. and actually coming out and saying, hey, that movie not working was on me. I loved making it. Like, I, I can't trust you moving forward. So I've never a made point. a movie before. That's I'm not going to disrespect yeah. that. And that's a bummer. But, you know, even, you know, talking about their problems, it was a lot of studio stuff. Yeah. And it was, studio you stuff. know, and yeah. like, you always hear about that. There's always just, you know, they, they have a creative idea that doesn't mesh with what the comic is or what the property is and fans lose it. And this movie, I, I don't I don't know what it was trying to yeah. achieve, but I also didn't even get really much of a sense of nostalgia. I mean, I think yeah. they, I, they you know, thought they could only, I think they thought they could live off special effects. Like, I, I really think that's- And it that's, still that's, didn't feel big to me. No. You no, know, no, no, like there was all. a scene, you know, that scene where uh, everything blows up around them on that island. Yeah. And just in that one convenient spot, they didn't fall. And I'm yeah. like, this looks like, this looks like an early 90s like CGI slapstick. Yeah. You know, See, and uh, slapstick movie and I just couldn't connect to it. I had a, I had a problem especially with the the CGI the story that you know the world that they were trying to build because it didn't feel too, that yeah. big cuz like when you have these like extraterrestrial you know enemies and it, it comes out that they technically weren't enemies they were just trying to you know, get the uh whatever the little object I even forget what it was called you tried I didn't care about the story. it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like <laughs> you have these like extraterrestrial entities that are essentially like energy why do they keep showing up like 20 yards away from their target? Just pop up, fucking go inside them, take the shit and go. Like, I'm tired of these walk up moments. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You are pure radiating energy. Why are you showing up 30 fucking yards away from your mark and then getting mad when you get. I do really hate that with movies. And I know uh, the setting up a shot and, and distance just between the, you know, between the characters and the scene. Like, yeah. going back to Dark Phoenix one more time, yeah. when they show up at Gene Gray's home, and Professor X is talking to Jean Grey. They're so far away from each other, <laughs> and they're having like a calm, normal yeah. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. They're not using their, you know, their well, telepathy. I'll be like, what was that? Yeah. Like Shazam played they made that, fun of that. Yeah, Shazam yeah, yeah. Was, that was Shazam was actually a really good movie. Didn't make a lot of mo money, but it was a fun movie for what it was. It was better than both the yeah. movies we're talking about. So is he, is he talking? I think he's talking. Is he? Such a great Oh, yeah, he is talking to us. Such a great <laughs> bit, to your point. Distance in movies sometimes is like, that's just not real. Well, this is how boring Men in Black International is, is that you keep, you keep referencing Dark Phoenix. He's like, not like you're referencing well, this good movie, like you're referencing Dark Phoenix a lot and it makes sense. Yeah, I felt really bad just for Tessa and Chris in terms of like, these are star players yeah. and they're on a terrible team with terrible coaches, terrible yeah. front office, like 
Anthony Davis exactly, you know, last couple of years. Yeah. And just, but let's not just keep bashing the movie. That's not what we do here in film study. Um, let's, let's point out some highlights of this movie. I mean, we still watched it. There's still some good. I thought, right? I thought Kumail did a great job in yes. voiceovers. Yeah. Yes. I thought he delivered his lines. Oh, he like he, I thought yep. his character was was like charming. Yes. Yeah. He, yes. Was, he was somebody that I spotlighted last week in saying, who do I think would be a strong point in this film? And I was like, you know, Kumail, because... I likened him to like a Lamorne Morris, uh, yep. somebody that over the past 10 years, you saw them going from commercial and then getting the first their first acting role and it's kind of just steamrolling into becoming, you know, in the next couple of years can be the, you know, that bankable, you know, Hollywood actor that doesn't look like the past however hundred whatever years of of TV and film. So he played Pawnee. He was somebody was that great, like yep. delivered his lines. He was he he was the bright point. He yep. was a bright point in this movie because, oh. there, and there weren't a lot, but he gave it. He gave you us. Really disagree. Dane is like, <laughs> yeah. what I said. Hey, let's not bash this movie anymore. Dane was like, like, wait, what? No, no that, that's what we're doing. But oh. yeah, you know, I'm actually excited for the sequel to Men in Black International because. They know that they shit the bed, and now it's time to fucking go. We'll get to the fe- f- feature feature later on too, but you know, just any highlights for you, Zach? I mean, it was just Kamel. Like that was it. Like it was yeah. just him delivering. I had a great nap. I had a great nap. Yeah, it was yeah, great nap. Yeah. The best nap. person in that movie was Rebecca Ferguson. I thought. Mm. I thought yeah, yeah. like like and when she, you know when she was moving around, she was like one who was like committing to her role. Her lines were actually like, okay, you're an evil, you're an evil person. Yeah, yeah. The, you know yeah, what I mean. Like, and, and it sucks how we're talking about this film of like what was the highlight, but yeah, <laughs> there was. I mean, her hand, she had one hand behind her back. Yes, right. Yeah. Yes, but it could go either way. Right, it could come out on the right I was, side. On I was the thinking left about. Side. Yeah, I'm like, was, what's going on here? Yeah. Is, would that work? It's like, the, it's like those pitchers in minor league baseball who can throw with either hand. Like, yeah. it's like, like, oh, you never know when they're gonna line up. Like, yeah, that's a whole different definition. I was of like, okay, this is like kinesiology. Like, what? Yeah. How does this work? Oh god. Yeah. I like, like, I like you're trying to break down the the anatomy of an alien. Like, wait, how does that make sense? Mind you, like I'm looking at like the fucking twenty foot thing rolling around the ground. Like that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. It's like a centipede. Like, I get it. It was, it was either a left hand or a right hand, depending on what side it was. So like the hand actually changed. Okay, yeah, now, yeah. Now, yeah. Now, now I'm with your question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like back in Game of Thrones, the promo that had a clip of uh, Jamie Lannister's hand. Yeah, that is. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not buying it, guys. Again, we keep bringing up <laughs> other bad things <laughs> instead of talking about this movie, but. Um, Les, Les Twins, I guess is what they're called. Yes, the Les Twins. Yes, and they were part of Beyonce's um, homecoming performance at Coachella, yeah. I believe. And yes. Done yeah. Missy they, dance, they dance well in the club. Like that yeah. was a, I guess that's a highlight. <laughs> that's, a highlight. Yeah. Yeah. that's a lot of gyrating. <laughs> and, that's what, and that's what was what was interesting to me is as soon as I saw uh, one of the Les Twins, and I still don't really know their names. Like they, It seems like they rarely ever talk and expose which one is which. Yes, they have different hairstyles, and that's yeah. how people can tell them apart. But I've known of the Les Twins for years because they they popped up in iconic music videos and yep. they're choreographers. They're sponsored by Nike, and you know, over the past year they did uh, a Homecoming, yep. uh, Beyonce, yep. Netflix special, all that whatnot. But when I saw them pop up, I'm like, well, actually, this makes perfect sense because their movements as dancers are are very like you know alien like yeah. as if i know what aliens how they're supposed to move yeah, but i think we do yeah yeah no but, i agree with yeah, you no, I think that made information as, far as, aliens, yeah. Yeah. as far as aliens go they did a great job yeah that yeah. made sense but i would i would have loved to see them use their dance skills a little bit more in their you know their villain role instead of just being like oh i'm dancing right now Look. 
like, oh, I see everybody dancing. Let me just literally fuck everybody up and give you guys the best dance moves, even though I've never danced in my yeah. life because I'm energy. Right. Like that just did it or, didn't really or, time. Or, or you could turn that into like hand to hand combat. I would have right? loved like, hand to hand yeah. combat. I was I lit up because when I saw them, like this is going to be some great fight sequences. Yeah. Like, Chris Hemsworth versus the Les Twins. Throw in a little Tessa Thompson in there. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. Can no, I? that's that's fascinating. And then uh, speaking of music, Donald Glover also got yeah. a cameo in this movie. And yeah. we we talked about us doing our prep last episode again. First time listening, we always do a prep for a movie. And in addition to the recap the following week. And we mentioned how in Germany, this movie had Jerome Boltang, who plays with Bayern Munich. Um, so we knew like that was going to be a thing where in different regions, it was yeah. going to be a different celebrity. Yeah. So Donald Glover is who we got here in the States. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you guys think about that? I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. And they, they, they referenced it. Yep. It wasn't just a picture in the background. You know, Tessa Thompson's like, no, that one totally that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 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 I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, that was like that was a clever moment where I was like, oh, all right, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Clever mo yeah, moment right. in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I was fine with that. I mean, but at the same time, I mean, I just I didn't laugh in this film like once. I was yeah. just the like I know this is a podcast movie, but like the anger in your face right oh now my is God. just so I well I we we go to these films and you, we can tell immediately what's going through our head. And like within the first 20 minutes, I am like I started up I was slouched into my seat and I was yeah. like, Ugh. I went to the bathroom like four times just because I was bored. That's yeah. when I was like, I know he doesn't give a fuck about this movie based yeah. off of how many times. I came back with an IPA once. Like I just, <laughs> yeah. He looks at me, he goes, do you want anything? I'm like, oh, he, so, <laughs> you want out is what you And want. the guy, the thing, he's like, you see Men in Black? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yep. yeah, I get it. <laughs> and I'm like, so give me two. So I mean, just to confirm, Dane, did you laugh in that movie? Only when Chris Hemsworth did the uh to the yeah. bike. That was it. And, he, and Kawhi laughed at the exact same time. <laughs> Can we talk about, just very briefly, of... I assume everybody in this room, and again, I called it last week, we all knew Liam Neeson was going to be the villain. Oh, yeah. We said it. Screen, yeah. It's like, just like, yeah. oh... There's, there's no. I honestly had no idea he was in the movie until I sat down. <laughs> the movie started. I, I have not looked into this movie at all. When, yeah. when, when TD was like, "Hey, any chance you're gonna see Men in Black too? Men in Black International?" I was like, "Hey, man, I guess." Like, I'll, <laughs> like for the good of the podcast, I'll do it. And and then once I saw him in the movie, I was just like, "Oh, he'll be the bad guy." There was, there was like, a, there was probably a ten minute span where you know I was, I'm going into it thinking, okay, how are they going to try to get us to not think about Liam Neeson as the villain? And they threw it to Chris Hemsworth a little bit. Agent H is like maybe, awkwardly. Maybe awkwardly, he was doing yeah. it, it's an awkward but handoff. maybe like consciously he didn't know he was right. a villain. Uh, they had what was it? Agent C uh, by uh, Rafe Spall again, mm -hmm. fucking yep. up names. Life yeah. of Pi actor. Um, but for about ten minutes, I was like, oh well, you know, maybe I'm the crazy one and thinking it's too easy for Liam Neeson to be. Everybody's expecting him to be the villain, so maybe he does down the road, you know, save himself. No, he was the villain. Yeah, you think no, about how I, lazy this movie he, was. It makes yeah. sense that they he, wouldn't yeah. go the other way. Everything was, I mean, it was, everything you needed to predict, you predicted. Yes. And yeah. like, I remember, we said that. He comes on the screen, like, there's a bad guy. And <laughs> shocker. And, and some of the some of his dialogue is like the chief. When he walked into that thing and was assessing the situation that, uh, in Marrakesh, and he goes, like, will someone tell me what is going on? And yeah. everyone's like, we got a problem. But I'm like, this, <laughs> is, this is bad. Yeah. This I mean, is terrible. It's, a, it's, a, it's such a... It was such a telltale because in I'm the, sorry, in the intro, <laughs> uh, one of the intro scenes is when Chris Hemsworth and um, Liam Neeson are approaching some glowing door because that's where the yep. villain, the hive, is coming from. And, you know, there's an explosion and yep. Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth is like literally falling off of the yep. Eiffel yeah. Tower and catches himself, makes his way back up. 
and Liam Neeson is just like sitting with his arms yes, crossed like, waiting, on the door yeah. like, oh, there you are. Like You shouldn't have approached that glowing door. Like, right. oh, you've been consumed by whatever came out of that door and now you're the villain and now yep. years later, this is what's going to happen. So it was just how creatively are we going to get to the point where the reveal is Liam Neeson rather than me being blown away that it's not him. You just, it, you yep. saw it coming from a mile away. Last time a play was that Telegraph that got you know got taken to the house for six. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you know what I mean, I mean but a high step in there too. So um, let's let's wrap this up here, guys, with a Rotten Tomatoes recap. Right, we're going to review our Rotten Tomatoes score from last week's episode and see how we did now comparing it to the actual Rotten Tomatoes score. So Spencer, your prediction, and this is not going to fly when we do another movie prep in the future was in the 70s. You didn't actually give a figure. You just had in the 70s. It was in the 70s because it's like, listen, you have millions of men and black fans. Are you the type of play person to give you a top five players and not actually number them? Just like, yeah, I, this is my top five. You, you figure out the, the list. 100%. Oh, come yeah. on. That's an athlete move, though, right? Like, you, you, you leave it up to them to debate. Five, like, yeah, you them figure, them figure it out. It out. Yeah. I mean, I'm still wrong by, like, 50%. Like yeah, now, right now, yeah none of us are doing good at this. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah. I, if I could, like, honestly, I would have guessed, like, 55, 60%. Thank you. Last week, and I would have been way off. Dan, you had 70%. Matt, who's not <sighs> here today, had 60%. And I had 46%. Nice. Again, we're way too nice. Yeah. 70% is a fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. That's pretty good. The actual official score for Rotten Tomatoes as we're taping today is 24%. And that's coming up reviewing a movie that was 23%. Again, yes. Dark Phoenix. If anything, yes. the audience just knows I'm a very optimistic person. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> After all of these uh, Rotten Tomatoes scores. I gave Dark Phoenix like a 60 or something. I don't know, 48. There's, there's, no, there's no way next week with Toy Story 4 we'll be wrong. Oh yeah, we already yeah. know what it is, yeah. and, and yeah. that's how you know a, mo a studio is exactly. super confident. Well, all right, kind of my question of like, who gave it the bad rating on it? Yeah. Who gave this one a good rating? That's what I want to <laughs> know. Who gave Men in Black International a good rating? I think mid '70s is like, okay, for reference too. I didn't really understand the Rotten Tomatoes scoring. He sure. He's one of those. I thought, okay. I thought okay. it was like grading system because I don't, Got I don't, you. I don't, no. I don't do reviews. I don't do yeah. any of that before a movie. I like to go in blind. Yeah. So Zach, Rotten do you Tomatoes, do that as well? I did, well, it depends. Well, I never read reviews, but like I did this. So John Wick is my favorite movie franchise. Mm -hmm. ah, so, oh, okay. For a recap, episode, so I, yeah. so John Wick one, I had I'd never seen the preview or anything. I didn't know. I just heard Keanu Reeves in an action movie. I'm in. So mm -hmm. I go in there, watch it, blown away. Like, mm -hmm. like watched it probably 15 times within like two months. Like I was Legit. all about it. Legit. Then you see the John Wick 2 trailers everywhere, especially covering the NBA. It's every yep. commercial break. Yep. And so I went into John Wick 2, like seeing all these trailers, and I still enjoyed it a lot. I would love the movie, but I'd seen so much of it in the trailers, I was a little disappointed, a little yeah. let down in that way. So John Wick 3, I went in, I said, I'm going to avoid every single trailer. <laughs> I knew two things about it going in. I knew that he was on a horse at some point because I saw that picture yeah. on the internet, and I knew that Boban was in it. Yeah. It was the only two things I knew. I avoided every single trailer. Came on TV during the playoffs, muted the TV, looked away. I See, was at it. I was at it. I was at. I saw us. I was on a date. I went mm -hmm. and saw us, and I told and I told my date Age like girl? Uh, no different girl, <laughs> uh, Bumble actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I told I told her right before I told her I was like. I was like, look, if this movie trailer comes on, like, I'm gonna get up and walk out of the theater, like, just so you know, like, don't, nothing's wrong. I just, I don't want to see. <laughs> and it. She's I'm like, not and her, her reaction was like, what? And then, and like, immediately, John Wick three comes on. And I see, like, I hear Keanu's voice. I get up, I walk out yeah. of the theater. So like, I was about avoiding that trailer. Went into it completely fresh. Had no idea Halle Berry was in it. Like, yeah. went in and loved it. Like, yeah. absolutely loved it. Really good on you to let her know that you might walk out. Yeah, there's gonna that be this weird moment yeah. if you just bounce and you yeah. just met on Bumble. <laughs> 
See, by Dane, the way, not dating anymore. So maybe that's not the move. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, Dane's somebody that like I had to tell him stop sending me articles, especially with like with Marvel and yeah. Endgame, Avengers, all that. He's somebody that deep dives into it because he wants to know as much as possible yeah. going into it. I like to go in blind. Yeah, I want to go in fresh. Here, right? I don't like. Yeah. I don't want to know the plot. I don't mm-hmm. want to know like like character arcs or any of that shit. I like you know. Yeah. I, I'm the person who like watches DVD commentary. I like hearing yeah. about things. Oh I like, yeah, I, yeah, and so I like, like you know too, if yeah. I if I go into you know certain things and I understand a little bit more about like what I'm going into in that regard just as a whole, I like that. But no, I mean I'm not sending you like. <laughs> Hey, uh, Iron Man dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, no. yeah we, that was actually not, the most shocking there, yeah. part of Men in Black International is when Iron Man died. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't understand. You the remember tie-in. that? Yeah, when all the portals opened yeah, up right. and everyone came out and they beat Thanos. Sheesh. Yeah, um, that was I'm, Men in Black, right? Yeah, that was right, Men in cool. Black. I uh, I check Rotten Tomato scores all the time just to kind of see the summary. I yeah. might not re- I don't read full reviews. I just read those little summaries, sure. the little blurbs they have. But the one movie I stayed away from everything, just like you did with John Wick Three, Zach was Endgame. Yeah, I stayed away from. Yeah. I watched maybe the first two trailers, yeah. and then after that, I did not see anything Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I went in there completely fresh and clean. Watched yeah. it six times, loved it, and here we are. And the, yeah. the other side, like I love the Fast and Furious franchise. I've watched every Hobbs and Shaw trailer I can find. Like I'm, I'm all in. Like I just, I want to know everything. Because you know, yeah. you know, because I know getting. what it is. Yeah, exactly. You know what We're going to have you on for a prep for Hobbs and Shaw. I'm already prepared. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, a little bit iffy about we that. Were, uh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. were talking about Statham and the Rock last time and how the Rock's <laughs> franchise Viagra for everything. Yeah, absolutely. My yeah. favorite running joke. To wrap here, any thoughts here about the future of the franchise for not just Men in Black, but Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson, who again I think. She, she's a rising star. I want to see. Yes. I yeah. want her to be like the new Angelina Jolie yes. action female movie star. Yeah. This doesn't affect this, either of them. No, this doesn't affect Chris Hemsworth yeah. or Tessa Thompson because I feel like Hollywood knows that this was out of their hands and they gave us the best product that they could. I think the future going forward for Men in Black. I'm like I said. I'm excited for the second film because they know they fucked up. Will they, they be your second film? They already said that they're going to revisit it in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's a TV series, a limited run, or a attempting to make the franchise make a franchise out of it but Mm-mm. they know they fucked up and maybe i'm giving like the same leeway with my rotten tomato score but i'm kind of excited for the second iteration because again they know they fucked up don't do a movie i think they should do i think they should do like a tv series i think they should just like start smaller like like figure all that shit out give it room to breathe this was a f- f- mess I'd give them. I I put them on Apple. Um, That's what I'm saying. Give them service, like you know, give them a six to eight episode like miniseries, like whatever it may be. Like it's it's yeah. big. The, the content is big. Yeah. So like, do I it th- right. <laughs> I think I think Tess and Chris are safe. Like they're, yeah, they're they're, they're stars. Like they're they're gonna be fine. Like I I don't have any worry about them. Please don't ever do anything else with Men in Black. <laughs> I like you you've borderline ruined. The first iterations for me. <laughs> I don't trust you to do anything else with this. I don't care if it's a TV series. I don't care if it's a goddamn commercial. Yeah. Like I don't want to see anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm done. And to bring it all the way back again, once again, to Dark Phoenix. Again, they're both safe. The stars of this movie. I don't think Sophie Turner is safe in the movie space. I think I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. she's on shaky ground. Yeah, yeah. I can and see that too. so, but Tessa and Chris Hemsworth, they're going to be fine. So with that, guys, and with audience, please, listeners, please send us your thoughts on Man in Black and International and everything else we talked about at Film Study Pod. Let us know what you think about Zach as a guest. Should we bring him yeah. back on? And nah, you know, Zach, I will say pick- this. I will say this to to help my case here. Don't go see that movie. <laughs> save, yourself, save yourself He's the time and the money. money. Yeah. Time man and money. of the people. <laughs>
That's oh, awesome. No, so you, yeah, Zach, thanks for coming on, man. Oh you man, this is a blast. The slack in that NBA draft. I didn't know what the hell was going on. So. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. Where uh, where can we find you on social? Uh, at Talk Hoops on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff, and uh, check out Cinephobe. It's a podcast I do with Amin Al Hassan. Another name drop of the, <laughs> before, uh, but we just go over the bad movies that we that one of us likes and the other one definitely doesn't like so uh this week we're doing jupiter ascending okay Ah, spoiler alert ah, spoiler alert i don't hate that movie well then you're with me because i hate that (laughs) movie Wow, right. well, but again, shout out to John Fontanelli, who's another podcast producer here yes. uninterrupted for being a part of the NBA draft. All right. Yeah, and he's good. Chris and Logan, shout out to Matt Perret. Shout out to Matt. He'll be back next episode, or will he? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> so much usage. So much uh, usage out of his life. I don't know. Once again, please make sure to subscribe and rate the show. The show is Film Study, what you just listened to. The channel is WRTS, We Run the Station, the Athlete Variety Podcast channel here at Uninterrupted with a variety of Athlete Run Podcasts. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. See you soon.